Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. With Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com, live here at the biggest and the baddest comedy center that locks us out here in Levittown, <laughs> Brand Long new Island. Locks. Brand new locks on the list today, folks, but we got a key. We're in here, and we got a special guest for you. Before we begin tonight, we need to get our sponsors out of the way. First, we got Steve. Take it away with Rosie's Draft Solutions. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Oh. oh, now you feel like me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name's Mike. No. Uh, <clears throat> Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and more. And more. They are passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery and is only done by making sure those draft system lines are perfectly clean. Clean it tight. Rosie services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator installs across Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at rosiesdraftsolutions at gmail.com or call them at 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mention the word. Uh, you probably uh, might get something... To- Done to you uh, sexually and uh, and a discount. That's okay. Yeah. And Rosie's and give uh, Nick a call. Tell him uh, the word sent you. Get that special little discount and a little high five in the back end. Uh, Pete, it's good to have you back. We'll talk a little bit later yeah. about your adventures over the last few months. Man, doing but uh, why don't you take it away with uh, Brubeck? Uh, no, Beer Maker. You're going to do Beer Maker beer today. Maker. Sure, Beer Maker, your uh, at home countertop uh, brewing system. Uh, not only can you brew a fantastic beer, you can do so with the world's finest and most tested valves on, on Earth. Uh, make <laughs> so everything from uh, Mexican lagers, New England uh, IPAs, yep. stouts, porters. Do your own recipe. Uh, maybe you want to make a Keller beer. Mm. Uh, there's no Keller beer recipe from them. No. Brew your own. Uh, works on an app for iOS or Android. Uh, it's great. It's cool. Beer maker. Go to B-E-E-R-M-K-R.com or go to our link tree in our Instagram bio and go to our special page where you can get your discount. And if you even like to, go ahead and uh, type in the wart into the, the promo cord and receive your 10% off. We're also sponsored tonight by Brewbag. Beer Pong Cornhole. Been playing all weekend, by the way, boys. I don't know if you saw some pictures out there, but Brewbag for your Beer Pong Cornhole. That's right. 
made in New York and uh, veteran-owned, as well as our guest tonight. Yes, yes. But uh, Brewbag, uh, great uh, summer yard game to play. Go to brewbag.com or go to our Instagram. In our bio, there's a link tree, a link right to our own private page for your Brewbag. Get it custom-wrapped with your logo for breweries or for personal use. Go to brewbag.com. Also sponsored tonight by VintageBeerShirtClub.com for your vintage beer shirts on a monthly subscription basis. Of course, get ahead and get yourself a promo code to enter in. Oh, wait, I got one for you. It's called The Wart, W-O-R-T. And uh, get percentage off your monthly order. Go to VintageBeerShirtClub.com. Also sponsored tonight by Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware. Uh, Prescott, we are actually going to send you a nice little gift pack full of uh, show swag. And, of course, um, it's dead. And, of course... um, and uh, some Brewers Hardware gift certificates. I don't know. It went off as soon as you turned it to yeah. me. Uh, and then uh, that, there's our sponsor. They, great stuff over at Brewers Hardware for your small batch large capacity needs. Go to BrewersHardware.com. Also sponsored by Physics. Physics for your tabletop tap dispenser. Go ahead and throw in a 750 milliliter bottle. Throw in your 16-ounce, your crowlers, anything in there, and have beer right on tap. Physics.com. Type in promo code THEWAR to receive 20% off your I order. Little, I was a little disappointed. I tried to put a magnum in it, and it, it didn't work. Yeah, just a little Just a little big. Fat. Mm. It's a little big. A little fat. Yeah, a little big. They might make them a little bigger now. That was I had like the OG version of Physics, so check them out. Physics.com for yours today. Also, big sh- excuse me, big shout-outs to um, Hopscotch Bottle Shop. Hopscotch! Uh, buddy Mark is planning some big things here over the summer, so check them out. Oh, that's right. Big things are coming their way. But before we continue, we need to introduce our guest. Our guest tonight hails from St. Albans, Vermont, at a brewery called Fortune Star. It's a veteran-owned brewery. This is Prescott, head owner, head, head operation. Brewing. Brewery head of head of brewery whatever. Operation. I got Prescott, right? You guys can <laughs> suck my, you know. Uh, I'm trying to be nice, Prescott, but I, I have way too much to say. You see how much I had to say just now? It was a lot. It was a lot. And and then at the back end, try to remember this. I I apologize. So head Head of brewing Brewing operations Operations. over at 14 Star Brewing in St. Albans, Vermont. See, I had all that right. There we go. And uh, Prescott, thanks a lot for joining us via Zoom tonight. Really appreciate you coming on to the show. Yes, yes. So, 14 Star, tell us uh, what's the backstory. Uh, we had uh, had a conversation with Ryan a couple of years ago, a very quick like phone interview. Yeah. Uh, what's I know uh, I believe Ryan and one of the other founders are both veterans uh, from the Army, right? And uh, Both of our uh, founders, uh, Steve Gagne and Matt Cahaya, uh, are veterans. Uh, they're still active duty uh, in the military. Uh, oh, they are. To this day. Nice. Uh, yep. Um, they're both... Uh, Matt's actually get, getting out here very, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, very very soon. Um, but Steve is, is continuing his career. Um, but yeah, they, they founded the company. They wrote the business plan uh, while they were deployed to Afghanistan, and uh, they they kind of designed the company to be kind of their retirement plan. Uh, when they came back from their deployment in Afghanistan, they they started uh, in, a, in a small one barrel brew house, uh, brewed their first couple batches of beer. Uh, open, open in a very, very small town. It was very macro focused. There was the only craft game in town. Um, within 45 minutes of opening their doors, they had sold through their entire inventory and Jesus. had to close the brewery for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Not they, the first time we've heard that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they, they kind of continued in that fashion for a little while and realized, Hey, this is not sustainable. Uh, we need to bring in some help. So they brought in a gentleman by the name of Dan Sartwell, uh, who helped, uh, build their business from a one barrel brewery. Uh, to a three and a half barrel brewery, 
And very, very close to the end of that first year, they brought me on because they just were continuing to grow at such an exponential rate. Uh, we needed to be brewing six days a week and uh, twice on Sundays. And, and from there, within the first year of, of myself being, being on, the, on the staff, I was the second employee hired. Uh, we, we grew into a 30-barrel brew house, so 10 times the size of, of what we were working on the first couple of years. And, and that's kind of where we're at today on Main Street in St. Albans. See that's the thing. So uh, I've I've been drinking your uh, your product for you know, a few years now. Uh, I go to Vermont three or four times a year, and uh, it's everywhere up there, obviously. And that's one of the things that surprised me how readily available, how big you guys are. And uh, I don't know, I just have a million and one questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You've been to the brewery. I have not been to the brewery. No, oh. uh, it's but it's it's readily available in the like, local area. It takes me from from my house to where we where we stay in Vermont. It takes me about uh, like four to five hours to get there. Okay, it'd be another three from there to gotcha to, to fourteen star. And uh, before we started, Prescott said it's you guys are about fifteen twenty minutes away from uh, the border, right? With uh, Canadian Canada. border, I think I think we're not quite the northernmost brewery, but we're pretty close. Is there anyone in Montpelier? Is that the uh, would the, they might be the, the they might take the cake? A bit further south than us, uh, oh, I, I think there might be someone in the Northeast Kingdom that might be a little bit wow. a little bit closer, maybe. Jeez, wow, that is up there. I mean, this goes without saying. It seems like a throwaway question, but uh, I assume it gets very cold up there in the winter months, correct? It's cold and dark. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why we drink beer. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. I've, you took the words right out of my mouth. What a great environment for people that want to come to a nice you know, brewery indoors and, and have a good time. But with the indoor thing, uh, let's get a little uh, idea of the brewery and the layout. You guys have uh, – what's the square footage of the facility? Um, I know you mentioned you know, the, the actual stuff that you guys are working with in regards to equipment. Uh, break us down. Square footage uh, off the top of my head. Um, I, I'd say we're probably around two or three thousand square feet. I think maybe. Oh. Okay. And you guys have a pretty pretty decent sized tap room uh, on premises, right? Everyone. Yeah, can... The bulk of the, the bulk of the space is our production facility, and then and then we have a. Sorry, the tap room is is probably twice the size of our original production facility. <laughs> <laughs> So bring us back all the way to the beginning, because I know you said when they opened uh, and they, they started brewing beer and they ran out, what, what was the uh, actual first opening? What was that opening weekend like? Uh, when, when did, when did you join? Yeah, yeah. 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 When, when was that? How long has the brewery uh, been up and running? This year in operation, I was brought in right near the end. I've, I've been with them for about nine years. Wow. Um, so, so I was brought in at the tail end of the, the first year. Um, in, in the fall, I remember Dan and I, one of the first recipes we worked on was a maple pumpkin beer. Um, very on and, brand for Vermont. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, ma- sure. maple's known for its, uh, Vermont is known for its maple. Maple is known for its Vermont. Um, I, I can't really speak to what the opening weekend was like, other than like the legends of, uh, running out of inventory. Um, cause I wasn't there. Mm. Um, I, I, when I came to Vermont later on. Uh, you know, in, in, after the business had already been open for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Where are you originally from, Prescott? Um, I'm originally from Alaska, actually. But really? Even more from, remote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I transplanted from California. I was in, I was working in a different career uh, before I came to Vermont and, and, and decided to get into the beer business. Uh, you came to St. Albans and said, look at the big city. <laughs> look at all the shimmery lights. <laughs> Where, whereabouts in Alaska? Not, I mean, I don't have a... Terrible. I've been to Alaska. Um, I, I, I'm, I hail from a small town called Kenai. Okay. Uh, it's on it's on a peninsula, about a, about a few hours south of Anchorage. Okay. Yeah, it's it's towards the southern passage, right? Right. Uh, 
close inside, to the coast, right? Inside passage is what I'm saying. Kenai's close to the coast, right? Uh, the Kenai Peninsula, that's on the water. That's right. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Now, uh, why would it what, – what drew you to come across – the states were you involved uh, with the with the military, and that's how you got in touch with them. How did you come to work at Fourteen Star? Right. Um, I, I was one of the hippies that they uh, hired to bring in and help them run the business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was looking for a career change, and and I was with a lady who who was from Vermont originally, and ah. we were looking to to get our family started, and we thought Vermont was a good fit. I wanted to get in the beer business. It's like the Disneyland of beer up here, so there, yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's quite a few well known brands. Uh, yeah, Vermont's very from, well known. Yeah. It's one of my favorite states on the there's, East Coast, even Northeast, that has a lot of great breweries. Yeah, I mean, you look at New Hampshire; they don't have anything. <laughs> but no, you look no at Vermont, no, yeah, yeah, yeah like Alchemist, what, uh, Magic Hat, Magic I mean, Hat. not what they Burlington. They're not now what they are now no but i mean that that's and that's something i wanted to ask you about too um you guys uh, obviously being this long with the brewery when they opened you, you've survived some of those big names to kind of overtake the craft industry up there how do you attribute the uh success of the brewery over these last few years as those markets start to come down and match what these local craft breweries or micro craft breweries or nano craft breweries are doing I'm sorry. The question is, how do I attribute the success of the business to whether, like, yeah, all, all, all I, the changes? Yeah, or? had you overcome, you know, those there's big not many, guys. There's not many out. craft breweries that, uh, you know, you can get in multiple states. Most most of it is very, you know, if not, uh, you know, right, hyper, uh, you know, hyper local. But 14 Star, you know, you guys distribute uh, pretty, most of New England, and uh, now they're shipping to New York and Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, you know, how do you guys get that big? That's uh, above average sales volume. For, right. for we've been effort. fortunate. We, we've, the beer has always been our boss. We've always listened to the beer and tried to make the beer the, the highest quality we can make. And we stand behind the quality of our liquid. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can attribute anything to it is, is that we, we've always hired brewers and, and staff members who make sure that the quality of what we're making comes before anything else. I mean, that's, that's one of the great things about being in Vermont and, and being in this area where everyone is making such great beer. You have to, like, you can't, there's nothing to hide behind. You have to be putting out really, really good beer in order to, to, to hang. There you and, go. That's the answer I was looking for. It's the beer. And, and it's great. It's, it's true. It's a great place to learn because, like, you, like, everyone's doing good things and everyone's, like, super psyched to help everyone else out. If you have a question, you can call someone and, and they're, they're, they're more often than not, they're, they're happy to share, you know, their secrets or whatever, or, or at least have a talk with you about what's going on or what they're doing differently, because we all learn from each other, you know? Are collaboration brews big up there? That's that's sort of the one of the trends. Um, we, we do them all the time. The, our our uh, state association has come together and, and, and added uh, a winter festival that our brewers uh, take part in, and the whole idea behind it is collaboration um almost so every beer that served at, at, at our winter festival is a collaboration beer okay very cool now um let's let's take you through an average day of head of brewing operations um what what do you start out by doing for those of people who our audience that are unfamiliar with the hierarchy and you know how it's laid out within a brewery what does your day look like 
have a lot of spreadsheets, let's be honest. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'll come in and I'll check in with the Bruce staff and, and kind of get a quality assessment. Um, we'll address any, any fire drills that need to, to occur. Uh, we'll do some, some quality control, uh, some tasting, some evaluating, uh, make sure things are just spec and on brand. Um, I, I kind of walk the floor and check in with each department, make sure that, that everyone has what they need, um, make sure that we're, we're maintaining our schedule and that, that there's nothing that's popping up that, that needs adjustment or, or uh, some finessing. Um, and then, then beyond that, it's a little bit of an administrative duty. Um, I don't walk the brew deck as much as I used to anymore. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of scheduling, a lot of procurement, a lot of logistics planning. Has that, so I imagine just like every other industry, supply chain, I mean, I've never had to he- listen to that word more in my entire life <laughs> in the past six months. Has that been a challenge for you guys? I know you guys have of launched course. a few so as with beers. everyone, I mean, costs just keep going up and, and the way that the industry is set up is the way you set your pricing is so early in, in advance, it's hard to make adjustments uh, when when everything else is going up so rapidly, and so I, I saw you guys put you know t- to touch on that a little bit. I saw you guys there was a post from uh, from the on Instagram today. You guys have now uh, six uh, core beers that are you know brewed year round. Like how far in advance do you have to buy ingredients? Because these aren't like yeah. you're not making you know thirty cases of these of these beers. You know there's so so a lot of pallets, hops have to be, pallets and pallets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're 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 contracting for for a lot of hops years in advance. Um, you're you're and and if you don't, then then you run the risk of of not having uh, inventory available to you, or you're paying through the nose for it. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's 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 a tricky game to play, that's for sure. How have you since you've gotten there? How how have you felt the um the learning curve? Have you have is was it easier to begin with, and it's getting harder now, or as it started up, was it harder, and now it's just getting a little easier because you know the logistics, you know exactly what needs to get done with the scheduling and things like that. It's, it's, it's been different for my, my path. Um, uh, my predecessor vacated uh, his role, and, and I, I kind of stepped into the director of operations um, and, and kind of had to it – was, it was a very steep learning curve. I, I liken it to drinking from the fire hose. <laughs> um, there, there was a lot coming at me very, very quickly. I mean, I was stepping off the brew deck. I mean, my day to day was was work production and and quality assurance, and then I stepped into you know all of all of this other planning and procurement stuff, uh, and all the while maintaining our distributor relationships as well. Um, so it was it was a lot to 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 kind of absorb really, really quickly, um, and it took me a little while. And of course, right when I thought I had my feet under me, uh, COVID happened. <laughs> so it was kind of relearning everything all over again. Now, how did you guys get through all that? Uh, down here uh, in Long Island and in New York State in general, there were a lot of things that uh, came to pass um, that allowed people to continue operating, like deliveries at home or shipping within the state. How did uh, your brewer react to it? How did the state react to it? It was Vermont locked down pretty hard pretty quickly. Um, we we pivoted to we didn't ever we never did any mail order stuff. Um, we did some curbside pickup and some to go stuff. They they made uh, some 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 concessions for, for to allow for that. Yeah. And uh, so we, we got into that program pretty quickly. Um, and then we just kind of strategized and kind of hunkered down and focused on our, our core offerings and and made sure that that those were always available to to our our, our guests. 
and how and, how did the the local community um, respond to all that? Were were they? Did you find that there was a lot of people you might have not gotten had you not been able to do that, or did you find that there was a, a downturn? Like, what did the brewery go through? What hurdles? Definitely challenging. I mean, we we furloughed the majority of our staff. Um, begrudgingly, um, and and for a while there, it was it was I was I was doing ninety nine percent of the operation, and and uh, <clears throat> you know I had to I had to call in favors and and beg borrow plead for help um, <laughs> to to get things done. But but we we made it through, and then we we're we're fortunate that we were able to slowly bring people back um, to 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 fill those key roles as as we needed more and more help, and as we kind of came out of things, we, yeah. we went into uh, the pandemic, we, everyone was pretty heavy on inventory. You know, we, yeah. like, we were coming off of like some, some pretty good numbers. And then all of a sudden it was like a full stop. And, you know, uh, we, we had to shut our tap room down almost in, like completely. We, we weren't allowing people in. Um, so that the, the curbside kind of helped us float along for a little bit. And yeah. then it was just basically like making sure that all of our accounts out in the world, uh, that had packaged beer, had had what they needed when they needed it. Now, do you guys have your own canning line, or do you have a third party come in and can it for you? Canning line. You do. What do you have? Yes, we do. We have a, a wild goose. Mm. Stephen loves Stephen loves the wild gooses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty nice machines. Yeah. Um, so tell, talk to me a little bit about the state. You know, we, when we do these interviews and we talk to people out of the New York area, we're relatively unfamiliar with, uh, state laws and, uh, different elements within the brewing community. Give us a little breakdown of how Vermont, um, does with their craft community. Do they, uh, have undying support? Are they kind of in the middle? Are they really trying to get you any way they can? Like, what does it look like if you're a brewer in Vermont? Well, it, that depends on who you ask, really. Um, <laughs> that we, we operate, uh, we're, the, the Department of Liquor and Lottery is, is the controlling body uh, for, for brewing. Liquor um, and Lottery? And All the yeah. fun stuff. The DLL. <laughs> they might as well just call it the Vice Squad, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so they, they've definitely gone undergone some changes, and they're, they're trying to work with us a little bit more. Um, there were some times, especially when I first started, um, my first couple of experiences, they were the DLC at the time, um, and I, I was not super impressed. Uh, I felt like there was a lot of intimidation that was trying to happen, and, and it definitely seemed like they were out to get you any way they could. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's, there's been some turnover in, in, in that, uh, organization and, and there's a new commissioner and there's, there's been a lot of change uh, going on and hopefully for the better. Yeah. Um, now, so are you guys seeing the results of that? Are you feeling those changes in a positive way or, or is it still, you think things coming down the path? I, I think they're, they're, they're realizing that some of the asks and some of the, the, the I don't know, like the red tape, I guess, that we have to go through is, is sometimes a little excessive and, mm -hmm. and prohibitive in, in order for us to kind of operate our business. Um, so, so they're kind of trying to, it seems like they're, they're, they're amenable to, to pulling back on some of that stuff. And there has been some, some, some steps that we've made. That's good. Not that. usually what you hear. No. <laughs> can, you, can you pinpoint like one weird thing that you're just like, it doesn't make any sense? That that they uh, uphold. It's it's such been changed, but it used to be that you couldn't like you're not allowed to drink um, on a, on a day that you're you're working a shift, or if you're about to pour beer for someone, you're not allowed to have anything prior to that shift. 
And for someone who works in the craft beer industry and you're working, say, like a remote festival and you're setting up your jockey box, mm. you want to taste your beer to yeah. ensure that you, what you're giving your guest is servable. What are the, uh, you are not allowed to do that. That's, and that's so they, very they've adjusted strange. that uh, account for you know some some quality control testing. Pitchers are not uh, a thing up there either, right? That was one of the blue laws I always found curious about Vermont, right? They're they're very big on uh, uh, curbing binge drinking. Mm. Um, one of the, one of the strange laws is there's no such thing as happy hour in Vermont. <laughs> you, you can you can run a special all day long, but you can't run like a happy hour special, like a reduced price on a drink or something like that. Interesting. <laughs> Do they call it something else? You guys just like yes, change that by saying it's uh, it's fun time, fun Fridays <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, any 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 sales prices or any specials yeah. have to be run for the entirety of the day. Interesting. Well, that's so not terrible. Like you, like I, I don't know. I just always find those all those like different blue laws just fascinating. Like the 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 thing I find silly in New York is you can't sell uh, distilled uh, alcohol the same place you would serve fermented <clears throat> right alcohol. That you is know. strange. <clears throat> well, but I mean, I I there's got to be that's a, different a reasoning. Else. Uh, for it knows. here, but and, you know, and same you, thing with Vermont. It's got to be a reasoning for why. No, no, no. In Vermont, you can buy liquor and beer. No, no. I'm saying for the binge drinking oh, part of it. I guess. I, I, yeah. I get it. Um, I, I was up at um, where was I? St. Michael's up in uh, Vermont, uh, college up there. <laughs> you know, back in like the late '90s, and I remember very much the same in uh, New Hampshire that there was zero liquor sold or zero beer sold on Sundays. Complete. Yeah shut down on Sundays, and I guess that since but, has changed. I mean, that used to be that too. Minnesota, I think, still in, is The selling way. of it? Like, in, even yeah. at a local yeah. 7 Way back in, the, yeah. in the, like the day. Like, how far? Like, 70s? Uh, I would say early 80s. Okay. I think it's 70s. still a thing yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, really? Yeah. And that's that seems strange. Because that seems everybody would attack. And everyone the, just drives over to Wisconsin. Well, well <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, every, everybody yeah. would go to the local, you know, Home D or or liquor store, mm-hmm. and they would gotta get everything today because yeah. tomorrow is yeah. you know. Yeah. I remember doing that uh, down in Maryland. Same thing. We used to have to stock up uh, before the Sunday football would start. Yeah. We get a well, couple of cases. I of remember Stone Light or something. And I remember being in Maryland, and all of a sudden we were in a club, and twelve o'clock lights went up. They're like, "Okay, let's go." Everyone out. What twelve o'clock? <laughs> twelve <laughs> o'clock. Uh, so. Let's let's talk a little about uh, St. Albans because I know the community up there, uh, as we were talking about, seems uh, pretty close knit. You obviously made a choice to move all the way across the country. Give us uh, a little perspective on what it's like uh, living in the town. Live there. I commute there every day. I live in a, in a town about twenty minutes south, um, mm. but but it is a very small small town. Uh, definitely like Main Street America kind of vibe. Um, they, they've done a lot of, uh, rehabilitation to the town in the last few years. Mm. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of focus on, on cleaning up the town and, and getting it, uh, uh, back to a place where people want to visit. And, and I, I like to think that, that our brewery has been a, been a big part of that, um, bringing, help, helping bring, bring business and consumers back up there. Is it, is, was it a matter of just being run down, abandoned buildings, abandoned businesses, or was it something different? My perception a little bit, yeah. I think yeah. there there were some other challenges. Um, you know, like like a lot of small towns, there's some substance abuse issues, and, okay. and there's been a lot of programs put in place to kind of help 
uh, help help deal with that those kinds of issues. Yeah, maybe uh, Vermont just mistook some of that mistook some of that as being alcoholism, and it really wasn't. It was just drug abuse. <laughs> And maybe we can just keep breweries oh, like, open all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, you know, like a lot of places they deal with, the, you know, that's everywhere now. Substance abuse. Yes. Issues, yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, post COVID world is, is a little crazy now. Even so. pre COVID. I think that was, yeah, well, yeah. it's getting there. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the liquid. Let's uh, transition from away from uh, opiates uh, yeah. <laughs> back to uh, our favorite, our drug of choice. Well, let's, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to break down the beers yet. Cause that's oh, usually after our, uh, our right, three questions, right. but I do want to know. All I know is kind of what wayfinder. That's a really great check pills. I think you said Appreciate thank you. That. There it is. Yeah, there we go. yeah. I, it, it. I mean, spot on. Beautiful clarity. Yes. Um. Nice little sweet biscuit note. Mm-hmm. Right. Spot on. It's always proud of that one. That's one. Uh, that that was one of my original homebrew recipes that that I uh, was fortunate to bring up and and start uh, on our pilot system. Brew that a couple of times a year. And uh, uh, the, the one of our newer brewers, uh, Andrew Goddickson, was was really championing that for me and helping me get that get that up uh, and running and and supporting that uh, getting getting that for a wide release. So yeah, that's um, that's time, new as one of the core offerings, right? Yeah. Here uh, we we've revamped our entire portfolio. Um, we had we we we've got some old favorites that are that will stick with us, but um, our Situate. three front runners are are brand new. Um, you know, we, we, we're ready to go now. We're yeah. Ready. Valor's been the, the one that uh, I probably the first, the first beer I had from, was uh, it, from is that an Amber? It's a hoppy Amber. Yeah. It's yeah. effing fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the, the mountain I go skiing at, uh, usually has it in cans. So that's, uh, one, once I'm done, that's the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the apres ski, uh, beverage of choice. Prescott, are you a big skier? Was that part of the attraction of Vermont? Uh, I, I, you know, you think I would be, but uh, <laughs> I'm old and my body is broken. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, that's from constantly going up on that brew deck, bro. That will break you. Two two bags of grain on each uh, yeah. shoulder. That will break you. That'll do it. It's rough on those knees. Um. Yeah, so did it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um the the recipes themselves. Before we get into each beer and, and breaking it down for us. Um, you said this one came over from an old homebrew recipe that you revamped. What else did you bring to the table when you came over to 14 Star? From a marketing background, uh, I used to work in film and television advertising. Hey, look um, at you. I do uh, yeah. audio video. Look at that. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Yeah, I used to make movie trailers and TV ads. Cool. Uh, for, wow. for some of the big studios. Uh, and, you know, I went to film school and, and did all that and realized... I, I I like my hobby a lot more than I like playing the politics of this this gig. Um, <laughs> so that's when I, I decided to make my career change and and, and come out to Vermont and, and do that. And, so uh, you were brewing, you were home brewing and working in film, and now you're brewing. That's that's pretty awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> 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 have you done any Have you done any trailers that we'd uh, we'd recognize? That's Worked on a few campaigns that you probably would recognize. In all of my trailer work, you, you I, I, I'm not going to tell you about any of that. Okay. <laughs> it's enough. light porn. We get it. Yeah, I okay, brother. It's okay. It's that soft porn. It's fine. I consider it light. You say light. It makes it sound even nicer. It's it's nice. It's gentle. Yeah, it's right. gentle. It's loving and caressing. It's, it's pretty porn. F- figure Hallmark with just a little bit of nudity. Ah, just a little bit. Just a touch of nudity. Boy. 
the uh, most of the recipes. Who's uh, who came up with these? Uh, obviously, we know you 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 came up to check pills. There's a lot of recipes that were you know, and they've all been tweaked by each of our brewers. Okay. Um, they we've we've all been able to put um, our own little spin and, and adjustments on them. I mean, that's the thing that like every, every brewer is always. I mean, if, in my opinion, if they're worth their salt, they're always trying to make the beer better. Without they're doubt. always tinkering with it, yep. even if it is a flagship that has been in production for ten years. You're always making adjustments to make it as be- as good as possible. Correct. Um, so there, are, every brewer that's ever worked at Fortune Star has had you know input on on our recipes. Um, I, I I don't. I mean, I could give you some names of who who created the inception of of, of a lot of these recipes, but uh, to tell to tell you who specifically like brought it to the, to the table i i, I so, be so hard pressed so it's basically a team thing it's it's really just not one brewer or or, or I mean, owner like andrew andrew wrote the rest for codename our hazy session ipa andrew goddison uh uh started that and, and he and kendall krebs have, have been developing that beer uh as as it's come to market um wayfinder started out as as, as one of my home brew recipes and and the team kind of kind of taken that uh, and, and help develop it a little bit further. Tribute was, uh, uh, I believe, Matt and, Matt and Steve started that one, and then Dan made some adjust- Dan and I made adjustments to that as, along the way. Um, Valor was one of Steve Gagne's uh, homebrew recipes. Mm. Uh, since cool. we brought that up. Uh, Citronade was a, was a beer that that myself <clears throat> and another brewer um, named Chris Heilman kind of kind of developed as as a as a pilot recipe. And then um, I continued to tweak it, and we released it for a few years as a limited release. And now it's one of our core recipes that, uh, again, uh, Andrew and, and Kendall have, have slightly tweaked as, as we brought it to market for the time. And is that did Citronade effectively like replace B seventy two? Is that the kind of the that more or less? Uh, yeah. We sunsetted B seventy two and, and decided it was time for for a more modern take on on the new england style ipa i like that um, phrase sunset yeah i sunsetted that beer it's just nice like i didn't cancel it i didn't shit can it, it. It's, it's been sunset it's, it's like that you know yeah. soft porn yeah it's like <laughs> light, light light it's light i i really love b72 but drinking citronade i don't have to miss it because <laughs> citronade is very good yeah. you'll be back in october <laughs> for a limited batch so oh, maybe we'll there we go something i'll be up for I'll, I'll be in vermont for Oktoberfest. i'll have there to look out for it <laughs> um so i i mean these core beers um obviously you know gaining a lot of respect in the brewing community uh you guys are constantly like you said tweaking it did you guys ever feel any pushback on some of these tweaks like you said before you know you got to understand that people are constantly trying to make things better have you ever had anyone and i know i've done this um have the original and then taste the new one and go I don't like it as much. I mean, is that something you you listen to, or is that something you go like, "Well, this is what we're going with." I mean, I remember when we were still developing Valor in the early days. There was a gentleman who would come into the, the, the tap room, probably like at that point we were only open for a couple days a week. It was like Thursday, Friday, and Sunday we were open, um, and he would come in on Thursdays and on Sundays, and he would always get Valor. He'd always come walk out with two growlers of Valor every <laughs> time. And we made a, a small adjustment in the brew house. Um, I think it might have been to the dry hopping schedule. I, I don't remember exactly what the change was, um, but he was he was angry. 
(laughs) (laughs) This isn't valid. What are you guys doing? And, you know, it was just a subtle thing. I think we'd swap lots or I don't, I honestly don't remember what the, the, the change was, but, uh, he was, he was pretty angry. And then the next week, like he came in, you know, we, we, we took that, you know, that's, that's, you know, our, 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 our tap room is like our laboratory, right? Like yeah. that's where we can have interactions with, with our guests yep. and, and know in real time what the effect is uh, for our changes. And so, you know, obviously we, we took that into a, like we care about that and we, we took that into account and, and made some further adjustments and you, he continued to drink Valor for several years after that. So there you I go. think we did okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the key though. You know, he, <clears throat> he came around. He he knew the the liquid was delish uh, to begin with, but that that's it's funny how you can make that small little change, and that one person that is a big fan is immediately going, "What'd you do? What happened he, here?" He, not only is he an old shoe to it, but he he's sensitive to every flavor profile that they put into that. So any different change. Well, the dude was obviously drinking there and taking growlers oh, yeah. home, and then coming <laughs> back and drinking more. <laughs> Of the same goddamn beer. He knew that in and out. <laughs> it is true. Do you find do you, ha- you have a lot of those types of people, uh, Prescott? Do you have a, a bunch of those uh, everydayers that are, are an there fan. and ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. yeah avid we fans have some regulars say, yeah. that, that know know what they like and, you know, like. And then we have others that, you know, it's, it's always what's new, what's new, what's different. Well, yeah. I mean, we used to have that. Somebody would, or I always knew he would come in and be like, What's the new hazy you're coming out with? What's the new IPA you're coming out with? And be like, oh, it is. This one's coming next week. Oh, this one's coming. You know, yeah. but your your regulars, you kind of know what they want and what they're looking for. So when they come in, you're like, hey, we got this. I know this is up your alley. And then you know they get all excited and and then they post all over how this is so wonderful and great. And <laughs> well, that's what they want. They do as much as they like their their that style beer. and what they yep. that beer. They are still seeking, which is good, which means they're definitely into your brewery. They're looking for the new things. They want to explore. Do you find uh, in the community, uh, Prescott, that there is a lot of people that are craft beer fans, or are they just 14-star fans? Question. Um, I, I think uh, it's a mix of both where we're at. We're, we're in a special spot where uh, we were – when we opened everyone around us, like there was, there was no other craft brewery nearby within, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes. Right. And so we, like everyone was, was drinking macro. And so we had, we, we were pleased to have the opportunity to provide some education and, and, and teach who would ultimately become our regulars and our guests, what craft beer is. And, um, and we're, we're very pleased that, that like, I mean, I'm proud that one of, one of our original customers, one of our founders, family members who was only drinking macro, who only liked the light, light crispy boy stuff. Um, I now, he, he now comes in and drinks double IPAs because <laughs> there you go. educate him and bring him through. Like he used to turn his nose up and like, like get really upset about hoppy beers and now that's what his go-to is so. steve he was a crispy boy now he's a hazy boy now he's a hazy boy <laughs> that's right <laughs> I, I don't i don't know if this gentleman would prefer to be called a boy i mean he's, he's a <laughs> well it'd but, be a boy uh, yeah. with a boi so. yeah boi yeah, right <laughs> we have a we have a special edition t-shirts that uh, on the front say he was a crispy boy he was a hazy boy after the avril Levine. it's an inside joke 
Uh, for anyone who's listening, we did uh, some traveling up to the Boston area um, <clears throat> back mm. in 2020, right? In the yes. midst of, like, COVID times where it was strange. We're going to brew our own beer, Prescott. We were going to brew a wort beer, and we found a company up in the Massachusetts Boston area that allowed us to do that. And Hopsters, right? Hopsters. I'm getting angry. <laughs> Steve's starting to get angry about it, but we. It was, uh, it, it was an interesting concept for so it's uh, the the, the bit experience there, the, was great. Well, yeah. let's not go into that old yeah. very cool, old thing. very cool uh, business concept. It's, right, uh, uh, bar restaurant oh, you uh, into it. that you. Not even not any of the negative parts. Bar restaurant <laughs> and the concept is you can go in there and and brew your own beer. Yeah, so they had a bunch of like steam kettles. Uh, they, had they had various recipes. They had at all twelve the of them. Yeah, of yeah, them. and all the grains there in little like uh, like self serve vending machines kind of things. And uh, you you brew a beer. It's like a candy uh, shop. Yeah, and then, then you, you come brew back. Beer. You know, four weeks later, and uh, bottle it, or or they'll throw it in a keg for you, or what have you. Uh, mm-hmm. And we thought mm-hmm. it was we thought it was a great idea. And, uh, the execution was not fantastic. Nope. And, and they com- went out of business. And this company is no longer in business. But I thought it was a very cool concept. You know, if you're having a special event, you know, a, oh uh, yeah, I mean, there were a party or something. There were bachelor parties, bachelor parties you know, and, hey, and all that. Come hang out, have a few beers, have a have great, some it was good great food concept. We have to say that yeah. you oh, know yeah. when very we cool. heard locally uh, that they were going to start the Taste of uh, Long Island, Taste of New York area in Copeg, and they can open up this huge facility where multiple breweries can uh, move in oh, and right. brew beer, and yeah, yeah. And, and just con- it's an incubator, right? It was kind of like what Farmingdale was, but it, it was then in the article it was that going to be huge, huge, and allow people to do stuff like that. <laughs> that if you were just a small group of people, you could come in and. Do one-offs it was an amazing concept i don't know if that that business model could still fly today now that there's just so much well, beer it never but, flew to begin with yeah, well that might be true they crushed it right away they did and what happens is then that just lends itself to restricting brewing to just established businesses and what you have is you know a, a lot of those small breweries starting up we have again th- Two or Maybe three. Maybe some things are better left to professionals. That that's <laughs> kind of where I'm going. This Prescott's <laughs> face lit up. He's like, well, yeah, that that'll do it. I mean, we were professional, just we left it into hands of non-professionals. Hey, and what happened hey, is what happened. My my professional brewing yeah. um, <clears throat> name was not going to get soiled by these right, fucking guys. Right. That's what it comes down to. You guys have this outstanding uh, reputation. In Vermont, how do you continue that reputation throughout the last few years? Taking a lot of nurturing, you know. Um, <clears throat> we've got we, we brought Ryan Chapin in uh, the last year uh, into, into a GM role, and he's really helped us um, kind of communicate with with uh, the, the sales side and, uh, and through the distributorship, and, and make sure that um, we're we're positioning ourselves appropriately in the market. And, and that we're, that the, the quality of our liquid is not getting lost because someone's not willing to pick up the can or take a chance on options. Sure. And I know, you know, and recently you guys have rebranded everything, right? So you have all these six new beers and even the, you know, the old favorites like Valor uh, and Tribute. Fresh look. Um, yeah. It's our 10th year in business. We've, we've only done, we, they, every, everything has basically had the same look from, from its inception. I mean, I think the first couple of canning runs, the labels were a little bit different. Uh, the artwork was a little bit different, um, and, and and also because when we were first starting, we were you know we had a clear label with black 
print on on uh, on just the silver bullets, and and then we moved to to a printed can model, uh, and and that artwork pretty much stayed the same uh, throughout throughout the lifetime of, of the company, and and it was we we'd had a rebranding project in in planning for for quite some time. Um, we when when we went into a business planning meeting and we were referred to as a legacy brand, um, it made the, everyone on the fourteen star team kind of step back and think like, wait a minute, I. I still feel like we're the new kid on the block, but mm. so now, but that's not how we're being perceived. So we we kind of like took took some took a look at ourselves and, and decided it was time to time for a change and time for an update and a refresh. And uh, then that's kind of what we've done. Um, Dave Ram uh, has has done a great job with with our artwork and and kind of solidifying our brand and 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 making sure that like we still feel relevant and new and at, at the same time like not betraying what we've what we've done and established for 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 our beers in the past yeah all the all the labels they're they're cohesive but they're unique on themselves one of the things i like that i i always nerd out you know you're not uh not the only brewery that does this but i love it where you have like the little stats on each one you know they out al- yeah you have to put the alcohol content but the the style the what hops you know what ingredients are in there the uh the bitterness units the color i, I love it. ibus yeah. yeah love it that's a big design decision to make right and yeah. bringing that in there and, and having that part of the education process of the you know average drinker or even the connoisseur <laughs> and the thing too is you have people that look for certain things yeah you know so they're like oh uh you know this is an ipa you know i'm looking for something not as bitter so or you're i don't look- like citra hops or something you know exactly Who doesn't like citra I'm hops just, that's I'm crazy talk but, but oh, you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> you do get people that you know are looking for specific hop profiles yeah. and again bitterness you know yeah, yeah yeah they don't want all the bitterness so they're looking at the ibus more closely and it's going to help them you know direct them to again maybe there's something in your portfolio that is less bitter and has the hops that they're looking for, and by having that on the can, it, it steers them in the right direction. I, I Prescott, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the give back movement that you guys and the brewery has uh, kind of undertaken here. You have uh, several different uh, charities that the brewery gives back to. Uh, Purple Hearts United, the Josh Pelota Fund, the American Red Cross of New England, uh, and the Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports, Martha's Kitchen for the Hungry. Where did all this obviously probably came from Matt and uh, Steve as part of what they wanted to do in the essence of the brewery. But give us a little bit about how the brewery goes about uh, these charities and supports them and, and what they do to give back. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely been a part of our core as, as a company that we are supporting and building our community and giving back where we can and, and providing a platform for those who may not have access, yeah. uh, a place to, to get their message out and, and, and reach a wider audience or a wider network. And for those of you who um, don't know uh, what these charities are all about, uh, the Purple Hearts United um, are uh, dedicated to returning lost and stolen military medals of valor to veterans and their families. My father is a Silver Star recipient in Vietnam and uh, has always said to me, make sure that anything that happens to me or anything happens to the house or anything like that, that you get that star. Um, and meanwhile, his uh, good friend that was in the uh, Army with him actually built a nice little shadow box of all his awards and his ranking and all that stuff, which was really cool. 
Um, the Josh Pelota Fund um, is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping veterans and service members suffering from PTSD. That's big. That's, That's huge. Uh, I mean, that sure. that one is, uh, I think everyone can get behind for sure. I and mean, these all are. I mean, I'm not going to give and any one more I credit mean, than it deserves. That one, that one and, and I know there's another one, um, uh, you know, with... Along with that is uh, suicide. Yeah, um, huge in in a lot of our returning veterans, um, you know that do have P, uh, PTSD. Uh, you know, I've seen and way too many of them dealing uh, with mental illness, dealing yes. with all that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, American Red Cross, obviously, everyone knows American Red Cross, but specifically of uh, Northern New England, um, in mobilizing and empowering uh, volunteers to generously give back and to have donors. Um, the Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports was interesting. It, it threw me, but then I realized what it was. It's dealing with individuals with disabilities, furthering the uh, equality through access and instruction, which is awesome. Um, and then Martha's Kitchen, which is, again, like I mentioned, you know, just restoring dignity to hungry individuals and providing families with nourishment and companionship. I mean, those are big, big charities to be giving back to in your area. Um, you know, any, any of those really stand out? Have you done collaborations with them? Uh, what's really the process of, you know, financially giving back? We, we do a little bit of everything. We've, we've been developing uh, our give back program, um, and it's definitely evolved over the years. Um, <clears throat> for the Josh Pallotta Foundation, we do a special release of one of our beers. Uh, we rebrand it, and we call it 11 Bravo. Uh, we do a limited edition can run. And uh, we host an event for them, um, and, and that, that organization has definitely grown over the years. Um, and and it is, it's all about raising awareness and, 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 and getting the message out there that, that there is support to be had for those uh, who are, are struggling with, with PTSD and, yeah. and suicide prevention. Um, it's, it's a great organization. Uh, if, if you need to know more about it, I'd direct you to our website. We, we can connect, connect you to, to those folks uh, pretty easily. Um, they're a great group of people, uh, and, and I'm proud to, to have worked with them for as many years as we have. Um, I never met Josh myself, um, but uh, all the stories I hear, you know, he's a pretty phenomenal guy. And um, the the, uh, <clears throat> the 11 Bravo beer, you guys, that was recent, I think you guys did that, yeah. right? did that, uh, I, I want to say it was last month. Uh, sorry, it's been a whirlwind for me in the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very, very recently. No one's holding you to release dates, which... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Purple Hearts Reunited, uh, they've been tied with us from the very, very beginning. Um, we used to, all, uh, all of our brands used to be, or all of our charities used to be tied to specific brands. Um, right. And Valor used to be its accompaniment, mm-hmm. uh, which went sense. hand in hand since uh, yep. the Purple Heart is a, is a medal awarded to those for, for Valoris Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're a great organization as well, restoring those those medals that have been lost by the families, whether they've been stolen or pawned or, or however however they've they've they've, they've been lost. Uh, 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 Zachariah Fike has been and been great about restoring those. Uh, and some uh, of those are really sad stories. I mean, I've I've heard stories of people being tough on their luck and and mm-hmm. like you said, pawning it off <clears throat> to try to get you know survive their family and everything yep. and this is uh an organization that helps you know bring that back and and more so and, and then give back to the family if they're in hardship and, and need some help you know th- they'll research the whole you know lineage or, and track down these metals um it, it's an amazing program i, I love the idea because uh, like i said uh, that's something that should stay in a family for for generations to remember you know the uh the time and effort that these men and women have shown and to bring that to uh light for sure 
Uh, the other one was the uh, the Martha's Kitchen, which is interesting as well. I mean, uh, uh, obviously, there's a lot of um, you know soup kitchens and uh, food dispensaries in every state and every local community. What was uh, special about Martha's that uh, Matt and Steve ended up uh, going with? This goes back to you know rebuilding and starting our community. Um, they're they're a local uh, a local outfit, and and we wanted to do what we can to provide. Uh, for those who, well, you know, no one should go hungry. Yep. And, and that, that, that's what their mission is, is to, to make sure that, that people have food. Uh, and and that, that's pretty important to, to us and our team. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, and the last one was the uh, Vermont Adaptive. So do you guys get uh, involved? You get out on the slopes? I know you're broken, but <laughs> you guys get on the slopes uh, with some of these uh, people? We've been, and- doing, we've been doing a lot of stuff with them. Um, we, we've supported them in, in, in getting, uh, I believe it was, I'm, I will mess up the, the style of bicycle that it is, but it, it's a uh, it's, it's a mountain bike that's outfitted to help help those uh, who need it. Oh, that's um, cool. Oh wow! And, and they're they're a great group of people. Um, they're they're a fun fun group to support. Um, and we've been we've been doing a lot of mountain biking stuff lately because it's summertime, and we'll be sure. doing a lot of ski stuff with them in the winter. Um, so. And by the way, that's his hashtag is Broken Preston. So. <laughs> broken Preston. <laughs> yeah. See? Right. See? See? Well, no, I purposely God, made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I purposely made it. Yeah, I'm not going to let you live uh, that one down, you son of a bitch. On. You gave me so I'm much crap at the beginning of the show. I'm very All right. smart. Like well, so yeah. there it is. Um, let's get into uh, some questions for you that uh, Steve has prepared. Uh, we have a little Ooh. segment here. Prescott, that uh, oh look at you! I, listen, I'm gonna yes. now. Now you're yes. not living it down because yes. I did it. I did it off the air. You did it on the air, I sir. Did, oh, he thinks I did it. No, I did it purposely. No. It was a joke. You. Said. It was purposely. All right, so uh, let's uh, get our little <laughs> sounder here, and uh, we're gonna ask uh, Prescott uh, three questions from Mr. Steve. Very special presentation. Three questions with our very own Steve Pominski. Yeah. Steve's questions. Three questions from Steve. Three questions. Steve's questions go. Scatman. <laughs> hey, the Scatman. Steve, take it away with your three questions. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> so, I'm going to give you three questions. I'm going to give them to you one at a time. Um, you, you can answer it however you would like to. Um, each time we, we we actually ask a brewer or or someone that is in, involved with the brewery, I love some of the answers because either one they're predictable. Or they are so far off kilter, it's awesome. Ken, before we start, I'm going to just say one thing. Um, I was in Alaska in 2006, <coughs> and I drank nothing but Alaskan brewery beer so, um, on the cruise ship. And then when we yeah. got off, it was like I, I made a point. At that point, I don't think there were smaller craft breweries or at least offered on the ship and, and in the town. Um, but I really enjoyed um, what Alaskan Brewery was doing. Let's see 
if uh, Prescott, <laughs> being from Alaska, has yeah, any of well, these answers. He did go to, he was in right. California for a little bit. Oh, that's so true. All right, so let's uh, see. Go ahead, take it away. All right. Oh, all right. What was that first craft beer that turned you on to craft beer where you went, what is, what is this? I need to know more about this. What was that one? Say again. Nope, we missed it. He, he, your first word cut out. Nope. Anchor, wow. anchor steam. Anchor, anchor steam. steam. Okay, yeah. Uh, you've had lifts. Look see, at you. You're very good. See now, we can see you on the screen, but that's that's a, that one we've heard once or twice before. But day, that's a great, and that beer's been around a long time, and yeah. that's a great beer. Anchor steam. It's fantastic. Mm. Now, when did you enjoy that? Were you in California, or was that something where you... I, you... I, I, uh, I wasn't really drinking craft beer when I was living in Alaska. It okay. wasn't until California that I really discovered it. Um, uh, Steve read you like a book. It's some of the... <laughs> <laughs> Steam closely followed probably by something offered from Stone, Arrogant Bastard. Yes, or... love that beer. Sublimely self righteous, probably pretty close. Oh my god, Arrogant Bastard yes. is probably the best beer label I think I've ever seen. <laughs> you just like metal stuff, anything looks no, like. No, it's also just like this isn't for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, the best part about it, it's basically a demon it's with horns. horns. Yeah, and he's got he's got a nice big freaking tankard in his hand. Like, <laughs> here we go. And it's delicious. Well, and let's be was, honest, it's, it was, it's a delicious beer. Yes, I, uh, I, I, even though they sold out now, but I'm not going to get into that. I still like Sapporo. just Stone IPA. Sapporo in bought them all yeah. up. I still like Stone <sighs> IPA. I still that was one of the first ones outside of Magic Hat, which I always say, or Dogfish. Mm-hmm. But Stone is like that, you know, core three that I would rotate between early on. And besides Dogfish Head. Yeah, and 60. and number nine. Yeah, those those were the the three I would rotate early on in in my development of the mm. taste for the craft. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm the bastard was one of those ones you'd see in the store in the bottle, and you're like, oh, I know yeah, that's one of those ones. Try that I'd, one out. I I'd, I'd almost have to get if it was on the menu. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I used to have that shirt. It said arrogant bastard across the back, and in the front was the demon, and no, and I'd go to work and sit down at work, and guys would be like. This guy's got his shirt that says Arrogant Bastard. (laughs) What the hell's with this guy? (laughs) All right. Prescott, number two. What is your favorite style? Czech pills. No, no, I think that's (laughs) cool. Is my favorite style. Kolsch, that's... uh, All right. Yeah, that's a a solid brewer's answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, we know Prescott was a hazy boy. Uh, sorry, a no, crispy boy. Crispy boy. Not a hazy boy is what I meant to say. Um, uh, but yet, uh, you know, the, your Pilsner, uh, and we'll, we'll get into the, the breakdown of that in a little bit, but it is uh, probably like a premier Pilsner. I mean, that's that's one that you give it to anybody that enjoys you know, beer-flavored beer, and they're going to go, yep, mm-hmm. I'm on board. Even though you kind of crapped on your own beer a little bit and i don't think you should have i think that's one that uh you uh that wasn't the one you were talking about oh no yeah the the uh you guys had sent uh the character looked sent- at me like i was bananas no just so you i know. uh that so the, the one that was uh sent that was apparently not qc which i think is fucking crazy uh, i had it on july 4th uh it was delicious yeah <laughs> so pleased to hear that <laughs> you know what his his uh flavor profile way, might be that much more evolved I, my palate's not great but so i thought it, it was delicious but so. uh no i i 
could I so you know I got that email saying hey we you know we're we're sending you another uh, more beer and I'm like fucking awesome I, <laughs> this is all this beer is delicious and, Please, but but the best, as much as you want but I I I got this note and I'm like what and that was the best part yeah I'm like I show it off I'm like these guys are a fucking class act I got a handwritten note like hey. We're, We're not sorry. 100% sure about this one. Here's two more. <laughs> so And, yep, it, they and are very, very good. And it's delicious. Yes, delicious. they are. Uh, and I, as I said earlier, for Czech pills, it is it is right where it's supposed to be. It, it, is, a, it is a great iteration of, of, of that style. But, yeah. Prescott, I mean, Kolsch, what, what, what is it about the Kolsch that kind of just gets you? Oh, um, it's, it's just something that, like, struck a note with me, and it was just – Super tasty. The fact that, like, I mean, the the story behind Kolsch and that that's an Appalachian, and you can't like you you can only brew Kolsch in Cologne, and <laughs> and that that like you know everything out outside of it is 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 Kolsch style, and mm-hmm. that that's that's appealing to me, and mm. it's it's super tasty. You know, it's like it's crushable. It's dr- like. I, I, I can't get enough of it. One more beers. Who, who <laughs> brews a, a reference uh, Kolsch style for you, other than you guys? I know you guys make one, right? My friend down the road at Black Flannel, they, they brew a pretty good one called Denthead. Um, uh, Goody Two Shoes makes, make, uh, not Goody Two Shoes, but uh, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on their, their name, but it's, it's a beer called Goody, Goody Two, Two Shoes. Shoes. Okay. Um, uh, we'll look it up. I'm going to have to keep an eye out. Yeah. Is that stuff that's only local, or is it something that they are regionally they're distributing? They're out of math, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> okay. We can find it. All right, so we're up to question, question number three. three. Yes. So you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant. <clears throat> what is that one beer you hope that they have? It could be anything from all over the world, <laughs> any time, uh, in time and space, other than a beer that you brew. What is that one beer that you wish they oh, have? Man. <laughs> oh man, something a uh, smoked beer, I guess. I oh, smoke beer. oh, interesting. Mm. Very nice. Are we talking it's a nice, like g- nice Grudinski? Are we talking? Uh, yeah, I like I like Grudinski. Uh, yeah. I like you know anything from Schlangerlaw. I love. Oh, um, yeah. Now, are we talking about just the additive or actually smoked? It, like you know, smoked green, right? Well, yeah. well, like Paul from Blind Bat. Right, he actually takes his grain and puts it in the smoker, and is that Hell's Gate is that the? Uh, no, that's Hell Smoke Porter. That's it. Yeah, and the Smoke Porter. Yes, he will put those grains in the smoker and he use and he says he goes, I will change the beer by what I'm smoking it with, mm. whether it be mesquite, whether it be applewood. When it's the regular Hell Smoke <laughs> Porter, it's applewood, and he smokes it for how, however long, and then uses those grains. Inside and let me tell you, tastes like goddamn freaking smoke kabasa and, <laughs> and unbelievable. Blue Point Couch beer uh, a few years yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Prescott, have you guys ever tried one of these, a one-off or something like that at the brewery? Yeah, we did a we did a smoke house collaboration with uh, Black Flannel a few years ago for that uh, collaboration festival. Mm. Uh, we called it Black Star. Uh, it was quite lovely. Mm. And is nothing better when you. Pair that with some cured meats and mm, yeah, uh, I, I found uh, I, I like to have uh, like mozzarella with it or like oh yeah, pizza like it plays really nice. Nice sure. gouda, 
Sure. Interesting. Mm. Nice gouda. Some smoked uh, sausage, a little gouda, a little cheese and crackers. Sausage. Please, can we talk about the beer? Now? Crude <laughs> you're, 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 are you getting hungry or are you just getting thirsty? Thirsty. Yeah. I want to tell you, I wanted, no, I love this fucking well, beer. Uh, <laughs> well, Pete, we'll leave it up for you because this is where we're, we're at in our uh, our drinking prowess. We started with the Wayfinder, mm-hmm. as as you may know, um, and we're, we're trying to set it up here. The lower third kind of blocks it a little bit. Um, give us a little breakdown, Prescott, of the uh, the Wayfinder, the Czech Pills, uh, I, and again, we, we love that the you know everything's kind of broken down here. But give us you know your behind the scenes inside baseball on this beer. Sure, I mean it's it's pretty basic. It's a very simplistic recipe. Um, it's all Pilsner malt um, with with a little bit of, of, of background players to kind of give us a little bit of head retention and, and, and foam stability. Um, and then uh, it's a pH adjustment. Um, other than that, it, it's all Pilsner malt and it's all checked on. Yeah, and you, you you came up with this. So where did that start? Did, is this a recipe that you found that you experimented with on a small homebrew system? Like, how did you get to to that point? Yeah, uh, it was. I was I was reading Joy of Homebrewing by Charlie Papadian, and, ah. and there was a, a recipe. Oh, fantastic in there book. Like, fantastic. Yeah, uh, that 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 just seemed like oh, this is pretty simple and. I'm going to give this a go, and I just kind of was tweaking on it for for a few years, and when I, when I joined up with 14 Star, I continued to develop it, and it's, it's become what it's become now. Now, where are you getting your malt from? Uh, we're, we're doing wiremen on that one. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's the, the well. Let, let's let's take that beer, put it into Great American Beer Festival, mm-hmm. win an award, and then you get those beautiful, beautiful orange jumpsuits from Wyoming. Jumpsuit, yeah, <laughs> bro, I have one of those, and yeah. I fucking love that thing. Yeah. I wear that shit around the house sometimes, <laughs> like your smoking robe, bro. It, you know what? Because they literally they 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 you'll get a. a a letter in the mail, yeah. and it'll be like, hey, congratulations on your win. Um, if you use a certain percentage of Wariman malt, mm-hmm. um, you, you get, you know, and they send you a hat, and they send you, I got socks. Like a little, like, gift and, hat. And an and a orange jumpsuit that says Wariman on it. So I, of course, played the game and said, look, I used 100% of your malt in this. <laughs> Can I get two of those things? No. Because Did you use 100% though? Yeah. You did? Okay. And, and, this uh, is the, the Belgian, right? The It was the Belgian Strong. Yeah. yeah that's right. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they f- and I said, I go, look, man, my brewers are going to kill each other because <laughs> they, there's more than one and they, they, they brewed this beer and, and you know, I, we can't choose. So did you give the socks to one person, the hat I, to another? No, they sent us two they did? overalls. Wow. Two overalls. Who got the other one? Pete? I got it. Fuck that. Both of them? No, I got one and, and, and Jamie got the Jamie other. Jamie got the other. All right. Jamie got the other. I gave the hat to Does he wear James. around Peconic sometimes and just be like, look at me, fancy no, he, pants? He, oh, no, that's, that's, that's James. Oh, the, oh, the James. James okay. got the hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. Oh, no, he did we, give away the hat and the yeah, socks. Yeah, you know, See, you are, you're a giver. I know you're a yeah. giver. Yeah. I, I when I'm feeling frisky, I I, <laughs> I, I I go commando and wear that with the. <laughs> Does it feel like the burlap bags that they come in? No, or the plastic? no, it's like corduroy. Is it? It's fucking it's awesome. Heavy? It's oh, heavy. That's oh, pretty wow. cool. Yeah. Well, get excited about it because you're absolutely right, Prescott. This is uh, we are absolutely right. That beer yes. should be entered. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is. It is beyond solid. And if we were to shop it around to the brewers we have local, blindly. They go. That's the best thing. What man. the fuck is this? I love doing that shit. Yeah, 
you just give them a blind tip and they're like, oh, oh, who's... And then if you give them like a big brewery that they are psyched about, they're like, yes! This is the... (laughs) This shit is so delicious. This is Treehouse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, and, And by the way... You know who this is? <laughs> oh, yeah, Treehouse. No, nah, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. You Incorrect. <laughs> you suckers. There are other people making very, very good Pilsner. So, yeah, excellent yeah. Wayfinder. I um, want to talk about this one. Well, I'm on uh, tribute still, but let's get well, in between. you're behind. I know, because I'm behind. talking too much. I'm too busy doing audio stuff. Look, uh, oh, like it's Citronade. So, so Citronade, um, do we do we have that? Is that the one we got the first time around? Yes. I've, yeah. had, I've had a shit ton of <laughs> yes but we uh, we got it from um <laughs> from the one in uh hicksville right remember we were able to pick up from oh, wow. no 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 i, I brought that home from oh you vermont. did you were, yeah, okay. yeah no uh so uh, i like i said i go to vermont three or four times a year uh and the two things that come home with me <laughs> every time uh are some vermont beer often it's 14 star and maple syrup so mm-hmm. But Citronade have had a bunch. Like I said, I've uh, had B seventy two a bunch. Uh, Valor is is uh, is fantastic. That's something I've had. Wait, were you the guy that complained about they changed it? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Citronade is. I mean, it's that's like your OG core. That's got to be like the. I mean, it's to style. It's you know, it's uh, very much what people expect when they crack open. It's a it's a crush IPA, but it's crusher. Yeah. A very well done, yeah, hazy it's, IPA. It's definitely a crusher. Because and at seven seven, it is a crusher because at this point in my career, seven point seven is a crusher, well, not yeah. five, not six, <laughs> right. seven. Because a- because for you, a heavy is like eight nine no, nine nine eleven yeah. somewhere oh, in there. Yeah, yeah, that ten so like those triple IPAs. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little much. How, yeah, talk, talk to us a little bit about this recipe. Like, um, why? What made you, you know, not change the recipe and still call it B seventy two? Why, why the brand change? What's uh... oh, it's it's a different beer. It's it's not B seventy two any longer. It's it's uh it's, it's its own own uh, recipe and, and there's, oh. there's a completely different yeast strain on that. And and, and it is a truly single hop. Yeah, it is truly single hop. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh, where where B seventy two uses utilizes or, or utilizes Mosaic and, and Galaxy. This is all Citra. Um, so, Which I love uh, as a hop. I think that's probably number one for me. If you yeah, throw it's, citra it's in something, mm, it's it's the sexiest of sexy. Yeah. Outside get, of galaxy and mosaic, from... that's number one. There's a I would say citra, then mosaic, then galaxy for me. Pete, what about you? I am my palate is not that refined that I can tell the difference between anyone. But yes, you can. Uh, you could. If I gave I you couldn't. single hop beers, you would yeah. go okay. I don't know. You know I, I'm not giving myself that much credit. You know but <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a crispy boy. You're not a hazy boy. You're a silly boy. I am a silly boy. <laughs> but no, uh, this is, no. Citronade is fantastic. Uh, everyone does you know at least 17 different uh, hazy IPAs throughout the year. Uh, Citronade is one of those that I, I feel. Well, that unless you're other half and you do 136. Seriously, <laughs> but uh, no, that's uh, I, I see why that's a core beer. It's yeah. terrific. It's well done. It's that uh, on is style. It's the core beer. It yeah. is. Now we started like we should. We started out with the Wayfinder, and, mm-hmm. and we kind of. But I had that citronade, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I'm hoping the rest of the beers are as good. It's Be- otherwise, I'm, uh, it's a letdown because this beer is this beer is really good. It's yeah. really goddamn good. And we uh, moved on right afterwards from Citronade to Tribute, uh, another d- double IPA. Yep. Um, 
Which uh, five hops? Well, really not another. It's just a double, a double IPA. IPA. All the hops. All the hops went All into the this. All the sexy hops. Yeah, into so this one. Give us a little break. You know, kind of what went into this. What was the uh, consensus on the hop profile, and how did you arrive at, at tribute? Sure. This was this was kind of. Uh, I mean, if Valor was our original flagship tribute, yeah. this is another one of the OG beers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. certainly. Uh, this is what I would say we probably built the company on. Wow. This is what allowed us to, to move forward with, you know, it was, you know, every, this tribute debuted when, when Alchemist was, was pushing Hetty Topper and, mm. and the Sunshine was, wow. you know, on the forefront and Fiddlehead was, was out. Uh, and, 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 you know, that was the, the double IPA wars, yeah. if you will. Um, and, and this was, this was our front runner in that. And, and we, we would take pride we would give people blind tastings, and and we would win. Do you like this better than him? A lot awesome. of times. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and I was I was really psyched and, and proud of that. I mean, not every time, obviously, but um, uh, we we had. Uh, I, I think if if we had been positioned a little bit differently, we, we things might have been different for tribute. Um, but we were fortunate to to do what we did early on with the company and 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 have good uh, accounts to partner with. In the early days, and, and be able to uh, make it wi- as widely available as we could early on, and that's that's how we we, we started the company. And it's like the little beer that could. <laughs> sure, it yeah. certainly is. It, it was um, the one that just kind of rose to the top. Yeah, I mean it's it's a stellar beer. I, I still I still love drinking this beer. I mean it's got it's as got we do all the classic yeah. characters. It's, it's got some pine character. It's got some a lot of citrus on it. Really nice grapefruit uh, notes in it as well. Um, it's not like uh, a, a, like it, it. It kind of skirts that line of like it's not really West Coast style, but it's not East Coast style. I mean, I guess it's an East Coast double IPA, if you will, mm, yeah. but not a New England yeah. style, right? So uh, it's it's. I mean, it's classic in in, in my opinion, and it's I, got some clarity, a little tinge to yeah, it, so it, it does sure. fall into it's that not, that role of uh, double IPA without putting in the category of East or West Coast. I, I, I love sure. that a lot of breweries now are doing combination coast. Yeah. yeah. They're doing a, a slash West Coast, East Coast. Um, our, our boy uh, John just did a what coast. Yeah, with, right. <laughs> and and he, he, he was truly, he was like, look, I, this, I can't put it in a category because I want it to be this, but I want it to be that. It's not a hazy, but it's not a freaking West Coast. It's what coast. And I thought that was, a great name should have went with like uh mxpx left coast <laughs> just a, just a up coast down coast up, something yeah you know it's i always hated style you know because if you could do your own little take on on a style but you have to call it something yeah you know you yeah. have you, do, you can't just there, say yeah, it's a beer it's an l yeah, yeah that's the thing like prescott is there pressure to really like uh put these into a category um, yes and no. I mean, if, I guess if you want to like be playing in the competition realm, like, yeah, yes, you, you have, have to be to. able to, yeah, yeah. to define yep. it that way. And it certainly helps to, to assign a style to something so that when your guest comes in, it, it, it's easily, there's a point of reference, about, like, right? Yeah. They, they sure. know what they're getting and they know what they're asking for. Sure. Right? Um, and especially if someone's never had your beer before and, and you have, you know, we have 15 lines in our room, like, like, where do you even start if it's just all beer or all has a cute name attached to it or whatever you know like yeah that's why i like uh uh, unibrew everything's just strong ale on lees (laughs) it's either either, either light or dark
Speaking right. of which, when it when it, when I was in San Francisco, I had Mordecai on tap. What? what? That's that's on probably tap. that. That is probably that beer for me that that did it. That would that would be my answer to number question number and, one. And really? So, yeah. And as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it on tap, I'm like, there was no, even though they had like Pliny the Elder and had all these different other beers, I was like, oh my god, it's Mordecai on on tap. I I'm like, the, I need to have that. I mean, I'd I'd had that craft now. beer. For, you know, I'd had like uh, Sam Adams. I've had you know Blue Point, but I went to Effing Grooven. Yeah. Uh, like, oh my god, years yeah, ago. years ago. And I, I had that, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I need all the Belgian beers. <laughs> and, and, and the crazy part is I've, I've only had that beer in bottle. Oh, I, I, I Previous to that. Previous to that. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to get that uh, over here. They used to have it on tap at Effin, I think. Oh, no, they did. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've never but, had it here. But, oh. I mean, it, it, was, it came and went. Love as it. soon as it came in, Love it was it. out the door. And we're talking about old school effing, like, you know, 2010 the, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like um, we had a local bar, uh, Prescott, that uh, it Even used that prior to, yeah, well, longer, I think when I was for sure, uh, that, that used to have, it was in the forefront of the craft beer uh, scene, for sure. Before it, it was cool. Before it was cool. Yeah. They had stuff. People would go in there and be like, what the hell kind of tap list is this? They used to have a sign in the bar saying, if you want oh, Bud yeah, Lighter, yeah, that's right, yeah, there was it, go there's bar no Bud Miller Coors. Uh, here's the address of uh, the next bar that's closest here that has Bud Miller and Coors. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Foosball table and Monopoly pinball and a no cool food. vibe. No food. No, no food. food. And a really and cool like a vibe all the time. To, like the music was right. You, I'm telling you right now, Prescott, you would have loved effing Grooven. Today, if effing Grooven existed as it did today as a premier craft beer bar... It would do phenomenally. In fact, it would probably do so well beyond its reach and its limit that I think that it would have a tough time staying what it was. But here's the thing. Though. Yeah. Now it's American Beauty. Yes. And he tried to keep it effing beauty. Right. It struggled. Bro, no, his beer selection still over oh, it's American very, Beauty yeah. is yeah. Phenomenal yeah. treehouse. I'm not saying, right, right, but I'm not and, saying uh, that he like he does he doesn't do a great job of where it picked up. But if if the old school version of F and Groover existed, it would never survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, survive. today, right now, yes, you know it would. Wow. No, you know why? Because, yes, it would. Well, here's the reason why. Proper thing and proper things so, would have. Sorry, been sorry, Prescott. We're gonna have a little <laughs> argument here. <laughs> here's the reason. That owner, yeah, and I and I met him several times. Refused to carry. New York or Long Island breweries, except for Brooklyn. Fine, but that that's that's their model. That's their he model. He said nobody in this state is good enough to be on my taps. Well, that's a totally that's different, a surefire way to. <laughs> that's in this market. Piss place. off some people. Yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is like today, right? We don't have a bar like that. There's nothing that does that to that level that it did with the uniqueness of their tap list and the stuff they could provide people, even if it isn't Long Island based or New York based in general. Well, there, well, mm. in New York, in if you go in the city, there is pr- proletariat. That's one. But they blind they, tiger. Yes, but they all again all have New York beers. They do, but they will carry that odd. Unique, unique. It's true, but that's that's Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. We're the talking only, about Long Island. The based. only other one that's close here on the island, mm-hmm. I would say, it was Croxley's for a while. Mm-hmm. But if you want Belgian, mm-hmm. you're going to Watazui. Yeah. Okay. Which is the same owners. That's as true. As same owners right. as Croxley. But they change up the way they do their business, which is 
fine. And I'm saying there's a place for something like that in our area. Prescott, do you have anyway. a, a beer? No, no, I'm saying, do you have a a, 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 yeah. a bar yeah, who's or the a good brewery? beer bar up in uh, northern Vermont? Oh, man, there's there's a ton of beer bars really? around here. Uh, yeah, there's uh, if, if you're up in the mountains, uh, I believe it's, it's called Doc Pond is a good one. Um, if you're in the Burlington area, there's a barcade called The Archives that caters, usually has a really, really good list. Um, those are the, the, the first two. Uh, off the top of my head, um, you know, I want to. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to speak out of turn or anything. <laughs> um, but there, there's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of really good beer bars. What about uh, what you have uh, contracts for? What are the local places or, or bigger name places up by you that you have contracts for that you guys supply? Um, we we're we distribute through through uh, through distributorships who services almost every bar in the state. Um, mm. So wow, uh, everyone has access to to our our, our liquids. Now you, is, is it the majority of uh, your stuff? Is it going out in cans? Is that's I don't think I, I and not that I'm complaining. I don't think I've ever seen anything on tap. I've plenty of places I go to up up there. I've you know been able to get cans of you know B seventy two or Valor or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen anything on tap from you guys. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, the bulk of our stuff is in package, but we do have have a ro- like a pretty robust draft program. Um, you know, when uh, we, we we distribute to New York as well. Uh, yeah. I know you, yeah. you mentioned Blind Tiger. We were on there for for quite some time. We've been on and off over in their shop. Um, and, and uh, amongst other places in, in New York and, and, and the area. That's well. pretty awesome to ha- to be able to have that. You- that was one of the things that surprised. So, you know, th- there's a bunch of breweries in Vermont that, you know, uh, that I, I, I try and get while I'm up there. Drop-in brewing. Uh, just yeah, they're great. Fantastic fucking beer. Uh, ben Hill. Uh, Alchemist, obviously, is is Alchemist. Um, you just bring that back to be popular at parties. I, you know, I... <laughs> I don't like. I'm not a huge Hetty Topper fan. I, I, I am not. I like um, uh, Focal Banger. Focal Banger. Yeah, yeah, Focal Banger is terrific. Yeah, because it's, it's more is, pure than yeah, than the Hetty Topper. Uh, but you know, it's so much easier to find 14 Star, which is terrific because well, there's the, something to be said because the contracts are there the and the people <laughs> obviously the beer sells, and that's that's a yeah. big th- and obviously as we know the liquid is delicious. Getting getting back to that, so uh, we were we were initially trying to uh, do the show uh, a couple months ago, and you guys had were were nice enough to send some beer down, uh, and then uh, we we had a scheduling snafu, so we had we had to push it off to now. What was that uh, issue? I I don't doesn't matter, but uh, was it you? Right, no. Oh, okay. uh, then you know Ryan said we're uh, let's do the show in July. Uh, we'll we'll send you some fresh beer, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh shit. Uh, now I have to drink all this beer by myself. Yeah, uh, hey, and, and thanks for sharing. And uh, I have oh, wait, no, you didn't. I have no regrets about selfishly drinking all of it. So uh, <laughs> oh, mo- most of the most of the beers you guys had sent, I'd I'd, I'd had previously because uh, you know I'm familiar with the brand. So I you know there was Citronade, love it, Valor, probably my favorite. Uh, <clears throat> and then there was the beer we're drinking now, uh, Code Name, which I had not had before. And this is the one that just blew me away. I thought this is. Absolutely fan fucking tastic. Now let me let me give you a uh, quick review because we don't review, but I'm nope. going to give you this. Nope. This is the the juiciness you love about New England IPAs without the bite. No bite. No bite. No bark. It. it is smooth drinking. You can drink. 
for you're, lack of a better word, a case of this, a shit ton of this, <laughs> with no regrets. At what is it, four or five, four, four, eight, eight, four eight? Jesus yep. Christ! And it tastes like a hazy IPA. What did, yep. what magic did you pull off here? Uh, I, got, I have to attribute all of this one to Andrew Goddickson, uh, uh, one of our one of our brewers. Um, this is this is his brainchild. Um, when he when he when I, when I brought him on the staff, um, I, I I wanted to bring him in to help me modernize. Um, our, our portfolio, and this was one of the key factors in that is, is the development of a Haiti session IPA um, to play in that space where <clears throat> it is a little bit of a lighter offering, but still packs all that flavor. All, all the flavor, flavor. yeah. Um, so we, we've been developing this from a, from a pilot program um, over the last year or two, and 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 we're happy to, to introduce this to the world uh, as codename. So let me ask you a question here. How did you pull this off? What is the secret in producing this much flavor into a session IPA and the haziness and everything that goes with it? People would pour this and go, oh, this is definitely like 7%. What, what is that key factor in that brewing process? It's, it's, Andrew, it's our brew house's understanding of how to manipulate the ingredients properly. Mm. It's, it's knowing how, to, um, how and when to dry hop. Uh, to to, ma- to maintain uh, maximum flavor and, and and get the extraction of the oils at the appropriate time to get that biotransformation of those top oils uh, through through that through the, the the fermentation process and and also to to maintain that haze stability excuse me um, mm-hmm. and, and knowing you know manipulating all aspects of, uh, and all ingredients of, of the process okay uh, from, from our water profile to to the grain bill to to the hopping schedule what is the grain? <laughs> yeah oh, i'm sorry steve go ahead no um so i have a feeling you guys are doing something with your dry hop but <laughs> are you are you just dumping it into the top of your your vessels or is there something else going on there there is a little bit of manipulation on this one okay um, i'm you know, we, we, we do give it a little bit of turbulence. There uh, you go. Don't uh, share all the secrets, but just some <laughs> of the secrets. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I won't pull back the, the rail too far. <laughs> but, uh, I'll give you a little, little something. Ooh, yeah, we, we do, we, you, you got to give it some, some action uh, to, to move it around. And, and, and so that things are, 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 that service area is fully getting that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Especially with the, probably the amount of hops that you're actually putting into this, to this brew, it's not a small amount, but it's, you, you would be surprised. It's not. It's not an insane level. Hmm. Now that, and then obviously, it's very, very smooth. That's that's really what I'm going. With. It's such a smooth tasting beer. Did you ever consider possibly canning this in twelve ounce cans and going six packs? Um, we haven't had that conversation. No, well, hmm. our format's always been sixteen ounce offerings. Hmm. Um, uh, we, we will be offering a 12 ounce offering in, in the very near future. Ooh. I mean, uh, oh, let's break some news, Prescott. What yes. What's going, not, what's uh, going no, in the 12 no, ounces? Games, but, uh, uh, next year we will, we will have some 12 ounce offerings. Yeah. Excellent. Now, it, it, has that been Excellent. just something that you guys have decided on or was it about, uh, supply chain issues? What, what was the reasoning for? No, it was, it was just, we, we've been living in the 16 ounce, uh, four pack realm for, for a very long time and, and it, it it was decided as a team that it was time to kind of explore this uh, this other space and, and, and provide another offering. And what what's what's so appealing to that other space? Do you think it's a matter of people just being enthused by a twelve ounce can? 
offering lower ABV beers in those 12-ounce cans? What, what was yeah, the... I, I, I think that's what it is, 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 is the crushability of it. Yeah. Is, is like, okay... So they bring to a barbecue kind of deal. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe you'll have three of them, but you, you might be a little bit more responsible as well. Like, maybe you only have one or two um, of 12-ounce <laughs> as opposed to... One or two, thinking out. You know, maybe maybe it's that. Uh, I'm thinking the other way. I'm thinking if I have a full four pack of uh, code name, um, I'm going to feel bad about myself. But if I only have a uh, a smaller can version six pack of that, I probably feel better <laughs> about myself. It's it is it's it's a total mind fuck. I knew I'm you were going that way. Yeah, hey, no, no, that's exactly. Exact- hey, I only had twelve ounce cans, but yeah. it was a six pack. But that you know, hey, I constantly I constantly yeah. judge myself based upon six to four uh, to twelve ounce cans. I constantly do it. So, for instance, this past weekend, just to give you an idea, I I made the uh, the 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 statement, I said, oh, well, yeah, I had six beers, but they're only 12-ounce cans. Not a big deal. Totally normal. Right. It, it, but if I drank an entire four-pack of, like, hazy IPAs, I'd feel well, you're, really... you're drinking, like, triples. Yeah, right. And, exactly. and I'm like, I mean... I, it feels better inside. And I think that's... Honestly, it's just mentality and, and of the whole sure. process. But, and it is because you're drinking more beer in a six-pack. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yes. And I'm getting away with it oh, by yeah, saying yeah. it's only 12-ounce cans. Like, <laughs> I'm just minimizing the impact no one, of my alcoholism. <laughs> you're, feel, you're fooling no one, sir. <laughs> <Well>, yes. <laughs> No, not if they don't understand. <laughs> if they don't know ABV versus total volume in fluid ounces, <laughs> I'm getting away with murder. Honey, these are only 12-ounce cans. Right. I'm drinking so much less. I'm crushing them. <laughs> For instance, I drank almost uh, probably close to 10 Brooklyn Summers uh, prior to the Met game on Saturday, uh, where if I f- drank an entire four-pack of, I don't know, something appropriately, uh, you know, a- um Balanced with yeah yeah or something like that, I wouldn't feel as uh, as good about it for, for some reason. But you know those those twelve ounce cans just seem crushable. You sir have issues. No no I I they're good issues they're good issues because I do like beer. Um so what else do we have over here we are oh, just cracked that, open the uh, the the maple breakfast stout. Didn't, didn't oh, crack yeah. it yet? Oh he's cracking it now. I'm cracking it now. There you go. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah, there this it is, is one of our original lineup as well. Uh, this is an oatmeal stout that we brew with maple syrup in the kettle, and then we blend with cold brew coffee after conditioning. Mm. So we make in house. Yeah. Uh, the cold brew from a, a local purveyor. Uh, we 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 buy the the roast from from a local roaster. Okay. And then we we manufacture we we, we cold brew it in house. Oh, okay, cool. One of the things that I've been. Uh, recently turned on to is cold brew i have I've, I've never been a coffee fan i've always been like an espresso cappuccino latte fan things like that but recently uh local company sail away um which has been around for a, a long time uh has nitro cold brew mm-hmm. and in a lot sure. of the venues that i work at uh they have it on tap always have it at jones beach it's i, I know well that's always. right that's where i have it i work at jones beach so mm-hmm. it was an amazing turn on like out of nowhere i'm like I really fucking like cold brew coffee and straight up black, no sugar, yeah. no cream, just so perfect. Hmm. Yeah, that's my boy Chris. I gotta get them on because my, that, boy, that's my boy Chris. One of the things that I uh, I really do like about it is just the roastiness. And so, let's talk a little bit about the maple. Obviously, locally sourced. The, the maple yeah. is wait, from they, Vermont. Yes, wait, they actually got it from Vermont. I didn't know there was maple no maple syrup. in Vermont. There's no maple syrup. I mean, uh, there's. I, yeah, I 
that that is a hill I will die on for the grocery shopping my house. Yeah. If it's not from Vermont, it can fuck right off. No <laughs> goddamn Aunt Jemima or any of that shit. Hey, hey, hey. It's, it's not that anymore. It's not that if it's anymore. in like desperate times, Canadian maple syrup is, you know, I'll, I'll, Close I'll second. allow it. But Oh, you're putting molson ice into your uh, waffles now, I huh? mean, if it's, <laughs> you know, I I had chicken and waffles for dinner. It was fucking maple it was vermont maple syrup prescott break us down on the maple breakfast stout um obviously you said an oatmeal stout uh, we got maple syrup cold brew coffee what's the process that goes into this to get to this level of what you, what you guys are uh, putting together sure i mean it's a pretty pretty typical brew um the the grain bill is pretty complex there's there's a ton of ton of different grains in there um and they're, they're all kind of doing their own lifting um it's it, it you know, we, we run it like, like a normal oatmeal stout, and then we add a copious amount of, of maple syrup to our kettle. Copious. Uh, and, mm. and then, uh, you know, ferment as, as, as we would any of our other ales. Uh, once once fermentation is complete and, and conditioning is finalized, um, we blend it onto uh, a, a set amount of high, I guess, high-strength cold brew coffee, mm. um, and and that, that kind of gives us that, that extra backbone character uh, that and thus the name Maple Breakfast. So. And with all that, um, it drinks very light. <laughs> it drinks yep. very smooth. Yep. It's not, uh, you know, thick and motor oil consistency. Sure. Um, it has... It's not a stout that you have to chew down. That's right. right. No. Exactly. I, I actually like... And again, this is just a, you know, shows uh, when a brewery cares about what they're doing. Mm. I've had so many breakfast outs... Where they add cold brew coffee, and it is the most bitter, like, over the top. But I might like that. I like See, but bitterness in that. It's all about balance. It's always That's about true. balance. That's true. It's always about balance. So if you're you're saying there's, you know, maple, it, it's a breakfast style with mm-hmm. maple and cold brew coffee, you want to taste both of them. Right. You don't want to taste one over the other, or you don't want that lingering aftertaste. And and I do not get that. Nope. And And... Besides putting that cold brew coffee in, just the beer alone cannot be that bitter because now you're putting bitter on bitter, right? Um, and I, I, I get, I perceive none of that. And the other is, thing is, I, as much as I like maple syrup, I've had beers where it's just too much maple. It's like going to no Panera, getting there's the no lobster roll, and there's too much lobster. It's just, it, it sometimes it's just overwhelming, and like Steve was saying, the balance really means a lot to the beer. I get that little hint, and that's all I need for my maple beer-based uh, style. The cold brew coffee, not overly bitter. Very smooth, very clean, very drinkable. Boom. There it is. Review. <laughs> that was wow. <laughs> wow. Can you tell I've had too much beer already? Yes. Yeah, I drank before I got here. Anyway, uh, so this uh, this beer... Uh, is it one of the cores? Is it one of the staples that you guys are pouring? It, it has been. It has been one of our core front runners, and and, and it performs surprisingly well year round. Um, we sell a good amount of maple breakfast out during the summer months. Yeah. Um, Do uh, but with with the the revolution that that our our portfolios are seeing, it's not going to. It's still going to be available and, and present, and and it will be uh, be with us. Yeah. But it's it's not going to be the uh, one of our front runners like Wayfinder or Codename or. or well, I was going to say, do you, do you find the pressure being a Vermont brewery to have a beer that has maple in it? Um, not not really so much pressure, but it, it's certainly an opportunity that we're we're proud to to take. Um, mm. it, it's definitely a part of us. Um, that was our original 
uh, a homebrew recipe from one of our original brew, from Dan Sartwell, our original brewmaster. Um, so, so uh, I, I'd like to keep it with us for as long as we can, I yeah. mean, and as long as it, it, it's selling and, and 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 doing what it needs to do, I don't see any reason of, of it going away. Yeah, um, I feel like I haven't had a tremendous amount of Vermont beers that have maple syrup in it. The only other one I can think of is from like Rock Hill. Mm. They do have like a, I think it's like a Vermont like a well, maple wheat or something like that. Mm. You you actually gave me one of those. Yeah, was, you, you might three. he might have given it with both of one of those. Yeah, yeah, I think I probably, huh, he's I gonna look it up. I look but it up. I, well, again, the pressure of to, to me it feels like you're a state known for its maple syrup, known oh, for God. this dial, one ingredient. Right, dial the fucking maple syrup up to eleven is that is fine <laughs> for me. <That's laughs> well, I mean, all right, let's just put it this way. Do you feel the pressure if you live in Florida as a Florida brewery? Put gators in it? No. Oh. <laughs> no, to put oranges in it, obviously. Oh, Do you feel I, that I was also thinking. I was going to. freaking gators. Both of you. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, is that something where no. your state's major export so. is Bro. this ingredient? You're not going to put cactus we in it had, from, uh, from Arizona. I mean, we I have it. the highest per capita of hatch chilies. That's what you're thinking. Hatch chilies? Yeah, New Mexico. Oh, okay. No, no, I was thinking hatch chilies uh, at all. Per capita on Long Island, we have yeah. so many white girls wasted, and I never put no, one I in. Thought you could say never put them in our in our <laughs> no, in, in brews. I never it's did. True. That. You got the Hamptons. You got yeah, Point Lookout. On, you got man. Long Beach. I got it. I understand. On, yeah. The the uh, the tears the yes. tears of of broken homes. All right, uh, anyway, so idea of putting maple syrup in beer is not new but yet this is done in a way that has fully balanced out the like you said prior steve uh, uh the, is, the is, bitterness it the is sweetness, definitely and that stout flavor yeah well that, that's something that, that's been a tenant of of 14 star from the beginning is our beers have always been about balance uh but we, we've we've tried to do that in all of them so that everything is complementing everything else uh, that nothing is overpowering or or taking control unnecessarily. That's a well done one. I, I'm going to be honest with you. That one I can drink multiple of, and and usually I wouldn't say that about maple flavored beer. If you see that on the the label, you go, mm, I could have I one. I don't. I right. go. I go. Yes. Yes. More. Yeah. Please. Yes. More. Yeah. I'm, I'm just maybe it's just, again just the the personal yeah. touch of just and not having. They could have fit 32 ounces of maple syrup in the 60 ounce can, <laughs> and I would have been okay with it. <laughs> You're an anomaly, Peter. Uh, You're an Peter. anomaly. Um, he he's the sugar bear over here. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> you know, I don't even have a sweet tooth, but. Fucking maple syrup, man. He that just is hits, you, hits the spot, huh? Yeah. It, it, brings really you back, it brings you back to, it, actually what it does, it brings you back to Vermont and yes. skiing. Yes. And that's your happy yeah. place. Yeah. That's your happy place. What is your favorite thing to put maple syrup on? Yes. No, no. Hot dog. Hot dog. No, you can't. Hot dog. Chicken dog. No, uh, waffles. Yeah. Waffles. waffles. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, Prescott, what was what? What's the the biggest thing that you have? Uh, what, well, what's the main thing you would put uh, maple syrup on? Obviously, being in, a, uh, in an area where you know maple syrup is watch, the staple. Watch, he's a diabetic; he can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Well, that question went to shit. What do you think, what's Prescott? What's what's, what's the, the the main thing you would my put? Favorite thing to put yeah, on? yeah, maple syrup. I on. mean, I'm I'm pretty basic. I like peanut butter and waffles. All right, yeah, shit, there you go. Nice. that's good. I, a good one. You want it? I'll tell you mine. Ready? Chicken and waffles. Yeah, had, had it for dinner. That's a good. That's a go-to as well. Love a chicken and waffles. We when we went to Circa Brewing in uh, Brooklyn, mm. uh, I ordered oh, the chicken and waffles. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Delicious. I'm like, good. that's when I want my maple syrup. Yeah. 
Or in a nice Belgian waffle or something of that yeah. nature. Yeah, Belgian waffle. Yeah. All right, so Pr- Prescott, we get to the brewery. What do you, what do you guys have on tap? Mm. Like what what is the mix? What, what do we oh, what are well, we expecting? We've, we've got a pretty diverse list. I love that. Um, we've got a golden wheat on that's all, all year round. Uh, we just put a citrus goza on this last week. Um, yes, please. We've got a Belgian whip beer on right now. Mm. We've got uh, a, a, a pale ale with with uh, some lactose and some orange peel uh, called a creamsicle right now. Nice. Uh, that's, that's yes, pretty, please. Uh, seasonal. What else do we have? Uh, we have a wee heavy on nitro. Oh, there it is. <laughs> the wee heavy. I'm sorry. Come again. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's going back to Vermont, right. even though it's not ski season. Um, it's mountain biking season, Pete. You got one? Yeah, bud. Yeah. Um, what else do we got on right now? Um, we heavy on nitro. Well, uh, let, let's get into that because that that obviously <laughs> struck a chord That's with everyone unique. here. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the we heavy because this is uh, on nitro, nonetheless. On nitro. Sure, sure. What went into yeah, this we, process? We we do a limited series, uh, a, a rotating offering, you know, every two months, uh, and that that's one that's kind of. A little bit been a little bit of a slower mover for us. Um, we, we set most of it out in the world in, in package, mm. uh, and we, we kept some draft back uh, for the room. And this year, we decided to experiment and say, like, uh oh, do we lose you? No, oh. I, I think is your, your earbuds might have lost power. Yeah, he's trying to figure it out right okay. now. But my point is, the, the just to have a wee heavy <laughs> on nitro while a wee uh, heavy is not a crazy Prescott's figuring out his technology heavy on nitro yeah that's have you ever had something of that nature I have not that is color me fucking curious (laughs) (laughs) and and he said he packages it right yeah yeah I mean well first off a wee heavy now yeah you don't really find a wee heavy in the summer in general no certainly not there we go uh, oh there we go got you back yeah, we have you certainly not seasonal, uh, it, it, but it is something that has, uh, like, uh, our, our liquid is super stable when it comes to that batch. And, um, and, and so we, we, we scroll a little bit away in, in, our, in our cellar, and, uh, it, it, you know, we have two nitro lines on, and it's something that, that we, we made available. That, uh, but that is something you can age. So uh, I mean, oh, sure. yeah, 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 that that is that is a, a beer that definitely just because the alcohol level, right? Yeah, I mean, the hops can, aren't. You're not doing any, anything like that's not hopped with like Galaxy or Mosaic. Or yes. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. no. That's that's like I believe that's EKG on that one. So. Ah, yeah, and, and it's you know it's a malt forward yeah. um, yep, yep, beer. Yep. So yeah, you mm. could definitely age that, and it, it might even get better with age. What you yeah, might have missed is he, he has two nitro taps. What's yeah, on the what's other the one? What's the other one? Uh, right now it's a milk stout. Ah, bingo. Sold. Usually <laughs> we have maple breakfast stout uh, uh, available, but uh, one of our other brewers uh, is, it hails from Wisconsin, uh, so we, we joke about how much milk this man drinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Dairy farmers. I know guys from yeah. the Midwest. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a uh, nacho cheese IPA. Which, oh, please God, not, by, not, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> breweries have done. He's like, oh, please, God, no. No, they have done it. They've done, like, the nacho IPA. Martin House is in the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What's uh, what's the summer beer? Is there, uh, do you guys do a lot of seasonal beers? Uh, yeah, we certainly do. Um, we've, uh, I mean, we have a Kolsch that comes out in June uh, called Forget Me Not. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it goes to support uh, the Vermont chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Oh, wow. Oh, another one. Uh, Good. Yep. Uh, th- that one's near and dear to my heart. Uh, my father struggled with, with Alzheimer's uh, late in life, and, and so did my grandfather. So uh, My grandfather as well. Yeah, a pretty big personal connection for me. Um, up. Hailing from Alaska, forget me not, the, the state flower. Uh, huh. So that's one that we, it's, it's a Kolsch-style ale that we, uh, that we brew with some locally sourced honey. Uh, oh, that, God, that, that sounds great. Available in, in, in around June. Um, see what else. We, we have uh, Wayfinder. Usually Wayfinder is available, but now that now that's a core offering, it's available year-round. Um, and then we'll have uh, our Raspberry Vermonter Vice, which is our summer seasonal as well, which is a Berliner Vice-style sour uh, brewed with Vermont ingredients uh, and, and a healthy uh, bunch of raspberries. Oh, wow. Raspberries, mm. Yeah. Are they locally sourced? You guys have a uh, good raspberry. Uh... The raspberries are not. No. Oh, okay. You puree on that, or uh... yep. yeah, yep. yeah. Oregon fruit. Uh, we, uh, we've used Oregon fruit in the past. I, I'm failing to to remember who the supplier was this year. The the berry <laughs> harvest this last year was was very very challenging. Yes, yeah. I, I have heard that, and uh, the uh, the summer <laughs> um, uh, rains and the Midwest. Uh, yields have been really riddled with some tough, tough times. I, one of the things that um, we have seen over the last few years is a lot more of the uh, extracts, the, the powders and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for, for the, you know, um, I guess, what do you call it, the classical brewing, they, they want the puree. They want the real fruit. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard. So as the, um, the you know, the head operation uh you know of, of brewing management and stuff like that well, well, where do you f- go to find these uh places to find these uh i i, I well, like i said with supply chains being the, bad and, other, and being everything and the supply being low the other thing is pricing where do you go? pricing and shipping yeah. Uh, or right in there with it. Is it like fifty yeah. percent at this point? It's so bad right now. It's, you know, I, I don't even want to. I, I try not to look at that stuff too much. Because it, <laughs> it makes it, you it upset. Nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It haunts me in my sleep. Yeah. I uh, I I wonder if the future of brewing is going to have a contingency on the 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 yields that are happening within our agriculture what do you project for the next few years is going to happen with agriculture in the united states oh man that's that's a question that i am certainly not qualified to answer <laughs> i think i think things are going to get a lot harder and a lot more expensive mm. to, oh, to overgeneralize yeah, yeah. the the brewers association puts out uh yearly projections on hops on on yep. grain on and, yep. and uh you know hops were for the longest time were well well be you know behind yeah um there was the, the big hop shortage for a while um and then they kind of came back because a lot of stuff was coming from new zealand and from australia yeah, yeah. um and in from you know overseas but we have a lot more breweries now yeah, oh, that's true, and the demand. We're, we is... are we are close to ten thousand breweries in the United States. Jesus Christ! And um, you know, thank God, a lot of states are doing local now, mm-hmm. uh, especially like New York. We have it. I don't know what Vermont. You know, their growing season is. If there's a lot of malt uh, companies there, um, but 
Yeah, you, you, you try to lo- you source local mm-hmm. because, again, distance, shipping, um, and hopefully it's a good product. Yeah. Much you can. Um, there, there is a local outfit that, that's up and running. Uh, we've, we've done some collaborations with them in the past for, for our malting house. Uh, mm. and, and there's a few local farms uh, for, uh, for hops as well, and we've done some work with them as well. You don't, the, only, the only problem with hops, it's, it, they're always the same hops, though, because... The real Good varietals, that's yeah, thing. yeah, you know, because the the real sexy ones have, have been trademarked, so then allowed nobody else is allowed to make them, but you know, the certain ones in Yakima or over in a, you know, um, New Zealand and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can get Centennial and Cascade and and those old those old guys as as we call them, or all the sea hops, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, all the the real sexy ones you very hard to get your hands on, you know. Other than where they come from, yeah. Yakima or, you know. Uh, Prescott, what, what do you foresee uh, are the, the next big steps that 14 Star is going to take um, to kind of push forward? Um, well, we're, we're focusing on our, our local market and, and really shoring up our own backyard. Um, we're, we're taking care of Vermont, and, and then we're going to, from once we've satisfied Vermont, we're going to start moving outwards. And and, and 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 taking over where we can. Yeah, we see on the website that you guys do. Uh, well, you will send beer to uh, Pennsylvania and New York City. Is it New York City or is it all of New York? It's all New York. All it's New York, it's uh, through yeah. the Tap Room oh, okay. uh, Apple okay. app. Yeah. Um, well, tell us a little bit about that relationship. How does that uh, expand the brewery? How is that business end doing with uh, a- expansion and distribution throughout different states? This is a relatively new program for us. Um, they work in tandem with, with the partners that we already have established in those states, our distribution partners. Mm. Um, and, and they basically facilitate uh, as, as, a, as, as a sales rep for us or, or like give, give access to people uh, uh, and, and work through our established distributor in, in those states uh, and, help, and help facilitate getting beer into the hands of those who are interested in us. All right. Now, I went on and uh, initially uh, built a cart. I wanted to see what, you know, the pricing was financially for me for a checkout. And, and Pete's about to do it right, right now. Right, right now, I can get a four-pack of Citronade yeah. for 22 bucks. Yeah. Reasonable. It, reasonable. And, and, it's, and for <laughs> what we're getting from a brewery that we can't access as easily as most people in New York could, um, that is something big. So let's let's focus on promoting that because we are mostly a New York audience. Where can people find your beer? If we go to uh, the Tap Room or what is it? Tap Tap RM. Uh, I I went I clicked through from their site. Yeah, yeah. So from their site, there is a, a Tap Room. It's a distribution site in which then they you will ship from the brewery to New York State residents the the beer that you're offering this is big because uh th- again another reason why we thought this was a, gr- a great um show was to <coughs> kind of help promote this beer in new york state uh very good beer as we've drank throughout the night um for instance citronade what is the the markup where do you sell it at in the tap room versus what is being uh distribution sales throughout the uh the state and even locally 
we let the market inform that. We don't we don't undercut our prices in the tap room versus what 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 our our account partners down the street are are selling our our product at as well. Good move. Um, yeah, got to keep them happy. So yeah, we, yeah for we, sure. We make sure that we're we're in line with what what everyone else is doing. How uh, much so. goes out for distribution versus the tap room? You know, uh, since since this summer has has been pretty good for us. We 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 just uh, refreshed our entire tap room. Mm. Uh, we renovated everything in in that room, so we've been seeing a little bit of extra traffic. We've had a lot more eyes on us with our rebrand and our and our and our pumped up portfolio. Uh, I I don't know what off the top of my head what those numbers are right now as far as like what we're pushing through our our uh, our front of house versus what's going out out of our warehouse. I mean, the bulk of our stuff goes out of our warehouse. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but I couldn't. I can't give you like exact percentage points right now. When you have a contract through something like Taproom, are are you given a minimum of what you have to produce for them? Um, no, not at all. No. Hmm. So it's just so like per they, order. They work in support with us. They okay. they, they, uh, they, they our distributor in, in New York places an order every month, and and we supply them. Uh, we fulfill that, and and Taproom. Uh, work through that inventory. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's what I'm getting at. That's, okay. that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so if I place an order today, um, that order then gets, I guess, uh, coalesced with a lot of other orders, and then that comes back to you. <coughs> you supply the distribution, and then they ship it out from there. Yeah, I, that's why. That's what I was going with. Is like kind of where's the where's the, ch- the the supply chain come from? Mm. It eventually gets right back to you, but right through the distributor. Everything goes through the distributor. Yeah, we ship to the distributor. Got it. Taproom works works basically as as if we had a sales rep in the market uh, selling through the distributor's inventory. What's the time frame from when I place an order to when uh, you get that order to be placed? Is it uh, a week or two? What, what's the what's the time frame for that? I'm, I can't really say because I'm not sure. It's it's a it's a new program that we just started in the oh, okay. month or so. Um, so so I don't know what that turnaround looks like. Um, but that's something that we're going to be keeping an eye on. To make sure that uh, you know people people get the beer as quickly and as, as fresh as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not saying it's not fresh because I'm sure a no, lot. No, that of people- was one of the things I noticed. I I as I do when I'm shopping for your beer for myself, I check the bottom of the can to see if it's dated, and I saw it like uh, I think yeah, that's like the oldest one here. Like one of the beers it was like June twenty second. Yeah. Was on the date on the pills there. I'm like, yeah. So within a few weeks, fucking fresh. That's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting it from Vermont and we're on Long Island, yeah. I mean that's. Package on June twenty second. Yeah, perfect. So exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, rest assured that most people that are getting that beer are getting it within a few weeks of it being packaged, thrown down through the distributor, and then shipped to your house. That's that's a good turnaround time for something as widely distributed through the Northeast as you are. Yeah. What what uh, Prescott? What what states uh, stock beer from Fourteen Star today? Hampshire. We're in Connecticut. We're in New York. We're in Rhode Island. Uh, we just opened up Pennsylvania. Uh, we're getting ready to go into Maine here in August. Oh, nice. Um, I feel Another like I'm missing someone. State. Yeah. That's that's a good reach for sure. That's, Massachusetts as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like, like th- that's one of the things, again, that, that uh, surprised me about 14 Star is like the reach. Like that's there are not a lot of breweries that have operate, you know, that are distributing to multiple states. You yeah. Know, you think of like the big ones, like, you know, yeah, well, magic hat or, or, or Alchemy, um, alchemist and stuff like that, but not, not even, I mean, yeah, but they do now, I they, guess pre COVID. No, but now they do. Well, like, you think of like, you know, Sam Adams, like, but when I like, can go over to shoreline or whatever, uh, over in Hicksville, mm-hmm. um, and find your beer, that's a good reach. 
Like yeah, that's yeah. that's fantastic when I can find it locally. Um, I want to give you an opportunity. Yeah, for uh, for sure. I want to give you an opportunity to kind of uh, kind of summarize where the future of the brewery is going. What are the next big things you have planned uh, coming up? Uh, let's just say beer wise to start, but then go into events <laughs> and things that you have coming up within uh, you know your local, your regional, your state wise. What what are the next big kind of benchmarks of the brewery? Well, it's our tenth year in business, so. We have a pretty robust event calendar for this year. Mm. Um, we, we have a number of, uh, of, of events in-house uh, celebrating that. Um, we, we also have, have a really, really good uh, live music program. So a, a lot of focus on, on our tap room and, and, and our offerings out of, out of that, that spot. Um, as far as like beers that we're putting out, um, we, like I said, we have, we have our revitalized core, our refined core. Uh, for this year, we also have uh, our seasonal offerings uh, of Raspberry Vermonter Vice for the summer and uh, our Oktoberfest release mm. uh, starting mm. in September, which uh, is, is a very, very limited batch, um, but is super, I'm so psyched for that beer. <laughs> uh, we brewed that last week and, and I am i can't wait to have that. I love when a brewer is excited about a beer because you know it's going to be fucking good. You know, like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's my favorite annual release. Yeah. Sure. There you um, go. And then every two months we have a, a rotator series that's coming out. Uh, this last month oh, cool. uh, was was or the last two months was our forget me not honey Kolsch. Ah. Uh, and and the next thing that's coming up is a, a pineapple IPA. Oh, uh, in October it will be B seventy uh, two. Oh, and yes. then and then yes. I believe uh, you know we have some winter offerings <laughs> as well. Next year uh, you might see some of those uh, those play uh, a little bit more of a role in, in our calendar. Um, and we'll have some new offerings. Uh, we have a Mexican style lager that that comes out for single to mile that will be there available a little bit wider. Um, which that's another one that's on our tap room right now that is a killer. That's what's in my kegerator at home right now. Um, <laughs> Crispy so boy, look for look for Champlainico uh, near you. And and there's possible. there's your benefit as a brewer to just have what you want in your kegerator at any given moment. <laughs> Well, we're looking that, for a that's the other thing. As, as, well, as well as balance, we, we like to brew what we want to drink. You know? There you <laughs> go. That's, that's what a form. That's what it's that's about, what man. What our pilot program is. Give uh, us, if we're not having fun, what, what are we even doing, right? There you go. Right. What's in the tanks right now? What do you, what do you have ready to go out within the next few days, weeks? Um, we, we'll have a fresh batch of citronade that's getting packaged tomorrow. Boom. Um, Yay. There you go. Uh, we just packaged a, batch, a, a new batch of MBS today. Um, that's maple breakfast out for yeah, those yeah, of you yep. who, who aren't in the know. It says it right um, on the side of the can if anyone wants to know. It says MBS. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, we, we've got a, a, a pale ale that's coming out very, very soon that's, that's brewed with Vermont uh, ingredients, uh, grains and, and hops. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. that, that should be pretty tasty. Um, we just kicked a West Coast style IPA this last week in our tap room that, that I'm sad to see go. Um, so hopefully we'll do that again. <laughs> And then we have a, a we're bringing back uh, for, to our pilot program uh, a double IPA called Alpha Wolf, which is is, oh. is, a, is, a, is a banger. What, what Certainly is, a cool name. Yeah, what, <laughs> what is that going to entail? What's the the hop profile on that one? That that's mosaic heavy on that one. Ah, see number two on my list of hops. Wolf. <laughs> I love the old <laughs> mosaic. Yeah. <laughs> 
Prescott, I want to give you uh, an, an opportunity, of course, to promote the brewery. Uh, give us a little information about uh, social media contacts, where people can find the beer. Of course, you got to mention Taproom and, and all the uh, distribution uh, online sites that people can order it from, because that's a big deal for you guys. Obviously, you know, here in the relatively post-COVID era, to be able to get that further reach that the brewery has uh, been known for. Uh, break us down a little bit about what is going on and uh, how people can get in touch with you, where people can visit you, all that good stuff. You can find us on our website at fortunestarbrewing.com. That has links to all of our social media. We're, we're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Um, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're on YouTube? Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. What do you guys do? I, now I got to go watch this. <laughs> <I get home. laughs> Hold on. All right, here, here, for example, take a look at the front of that code name can. Oh, okay. We did see that. In That's some very cool fucking branding, the QR code embedded in the hop. That Basically, hop. Like, oh, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. How come I didn't think of that? Well, Goddamn the, marketers. Uh, there's a QR code on, on Wayfinder as well. Yes. Uh, and true. So, so you'll, you'll be able to follow those links to some tasting notes with, with our brewer staff and, uh, and see some, some bespoke content on there as well. That's a great um, idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so so we're on the socials in that respect, uh, and and there's a few other uh, uh, content producers on our on our team that take pictures, and there's AG Brews at Instagram, and and Ryan Chafin, and uh, and George, our, our sales rep, for, I believe it's 14 Star George at 14 Star George. Um, so so there's there's a lot of a lot of we have we have pretty decent social media presence right now, um, and then. Also on our website, you can you can find your way to to the tap room uh, for for those online sales as well. Nice. Uh, and and I and if I'm not mistaken, there's a beer finder on there as well that can help you direct yes. to to what your yep. local spot is. Uh, so you can just uh, queue that up and put your zip code in, and and it'll show you uh, where we're available near you. Yeah. And they are available near us, yeah, so thankfully. you have to check that out. Prescott, I really appreciate you spending time with us tonight via Zoom. Uh, enjoy the next few uh, months of summer before it gets really cold and really dark, as he said. That's the best thing. Thanks a lot. Prescott, this was, uh, we've been doing the show for uh, almost five years. Uh, I've been drinking uh, 14 Star almost as long, but uh, I just want to thank you guys for uh, for coming on, sending all the beer. This was uh, the show I've been looking forward to, like, forever. Uh, so I'm, I'm so glad to... To get the stuff on here, and, and for and be Pete able to bringing it back to us, the show. Yeah, I've, us, I've been on the show going, for a couple months, and this holy was holy shit. This I is, was uh, like I yeah, I've been looking forward to this for months. I'm I'm so excited to 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 talk about the beer and, yeah. and drink some with with the, with the guys here. I was so thanks so much for uh, for coming on and uh, for making Pete's dreams come true. Yeah, no, it's, I I was I was really excited to to, to have the beer. I I love it. It's yes. something I look forward to every time I he he I actually took time off. He was out. He has been on a he has been Hiatus on a show. I mean, for two he, months. What he was? Two chris, months. He, he christened a yacht. He christened <laughs> a Learjet. That's true. He was a ring bearer. Yes. Um, you no, I, I, so hey, many I, things. And, I, and, and, I took a step back, and this is uh, no fourteen star was was. Yeah. I, this was very important. This was had to bring him back. Yeah. He, he was like, I need to be in the studio. For it this. is very true. So excited. So thanks so much for uh, for taking the time and yeah, man. Pass pass my thanks on to everyone at. At the team there, and yeah, yeah, supplying us with some tasty Words brews. The team, they'll they'll be psyched to hear that, and uh, you know, thank thanks, thank you very much for for having us. Yeah, uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna get your uh, mailing address, and we'll send you some uh, show swag up. I'll I'll reach out, or Pete will reach out via email, 
and uh, get some information from you so we can send you some stuff back as a thank you for being on the show tonight. I really yeah, appreciate man. it. Want to make the trek up to St. Albans? I'd be more than happy to give you a tour and, and show you around the facility. I'm gonna, and, and I'm gonna have to find time to do it if uh, as soon as I can. But yeah. uh, we'll be up there at one point or other. We will be up. Dude, in I, 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 yeah. There's I, no we, but I mean, I'd love individually. We, and, we will uh, be up there for sure. I'll have to, I'll have to make the trek. I'm just yeah. gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to <laughs> gonna have bite to the bullet. <laughs> you have to leave your family behind and go up there. I, I mean, mean, hey, sacrifice. I know you don't want to do that, but I mean, hey. <laughs> Brett Scott, really appreciate you being on. This is the work with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. We are live in the studio tonight. Really appreciate for everyone for checking us out on Facebook and YouTube. The podcast version of this will be available on our normal platform, Spotify, iTunes, Hopped Up Network, I, uh, iHeart, uh, Amazon Music, everything that you could possibly get your hands on, we are on. Uh, really appreciate, again, Prescott from 14 Star for being on tonight. Yeah, Before we get out of here, uh, Steve, some last words. Uh, you know what? Uh, I've always been told, yeah. and, and I believe it's true, you can prick your finger, but just don't finger your prick. There you go. Peter? I, I don't know how I could follow that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done. Spade no, no, come on. Spade, <laughs> get spayed and neutered your pets. To, don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. This is the word with Mike, Pete, Christ. and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight, and we out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please hang up and try again. This has been the Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough. <laughs>